she smiled at me and kissed my cheek. I'm thinking, Lord, I must be living right. I ain't about to say I ain't lucky, but some might say I'm a fool, yeah. But chances are I'm doing fine so far, 'cause her mama even said I'm cool. Look out. Good morning, and welcome to Politics on the Rocks, your weekly source of medical misinformation. That was Everybody Knows She's Mine by the Blackberry Smoke. I'm your host, Nick. To my right, Chris. Hey there. Across the table, Bookie. Bada who? Bada ba. Bada And in front of me, Cameron. Good day, good day. And our special guest. Special guest this evening is Rittenhouse. Straight. We have Kyle Rittenhouse on the yeah. show. Woo, welcome. <laughs> yeah, wait, you say it like that. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, the Kenosha Kid <laughs> and a bottle. Um, anyways, bottled and bond. It's a rye whiskey. And uh, what are you guys' thoughts? It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. I like it. I always say the same crap. Uh, it packs a punch. Yeah, it's it's a, a, that's a spice to it. Yeah, it's a hundred proof. It's a little hot, but it's a little spicy. Kind of like uh, Nick's Kulo. Hey. It's kind of nice on uh, you know this chilly evening we have here. Mm. Um, it, feels, it feels festive. Yeah, so uh, maybe just some administrative stuff. Um, sorry for the absence last week. Uh, no episode last week. Uh, we had some family stuff, Cameron and I, that required our attention. And um, there was something else that I wanted to mention. I can't remember. Oh, we hope, uh, you know, everyone had an awesome Thanksgiving and everyone stayed safe and you didn't go to any of those COVID super spreader events and get the Omicron variant, the new, the hottest drop. The hottest drop. The hottest drop. <laughs> or stayed away from the Christmas parades. Yeah. Yeah. Too soon? Uh, too soon? No, not too nah. soon. Never too soon for us. Hey, uh, what, is, what, is the, what is the movie with the cars that run people over? There's actually a Maximum movie. Overdrive? Is that what it is? It was what? like based on a Stephen King book. It's kind of old. Oh, book. yeah. The car. Yeah, I yeah, know yeah, what you're yeah. talking about. It's probably a more recent one that has that same. Yeah, it's a Wakusha County, right? That's the one. That's the one. Um, no, nobody was driving the car. It was just a. Um, it was a transformer, right? Yeah. Essentially, that just decided to run. It was a, a Tesla gone rogue. Bro. Right, right, right. Yeah, they went from. He but I took a wrong turn to. Yeah. it was just a car. But ironically know. enough, the owner of the car, although he was not in the car. <laughs> was very racist and talked, you know, openly about killing white people. But it wasn't him; it was his car. So that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, what <laughs> we're going to discuss this evening? Um, obviously, we have to cover the written house case because that has happened, and um, we can't not talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about the. What did you want to talk about, Chris? You mentioned it. I can't remember. Oh, um, the local guy Andrew Coffee. Oh that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there was a SWAT raid. Yeah. They got the wrong house, and he ended up killing a couple of police officers. Yeah. No, there was something else, though. Oh, the uh, the Fifth Circuit and Sixth Circuit Court Appeals. Well, they I guess oh. they, yeah, they shot yeah, down so Biden's. Yeah, so the Fifth uh, Circuit shot down Biden's uh, vaccine mandate, and then it's going to the Sixth Circuit for appeals. Yes, yeah, so some fun stuff. Um one other thing, I forgot to mention this in the administrative section, the segment. Um, we got a lot of complaints about the 
audio quality on our dual cast with uh, the foreign and domestic podcast. No, the foreign and domestic unfiltered, unfiltered. Yes. yes, foreign and domestic unfiltered. Our dual dual ca- dual cast with them. Um, so what we do is we do it through Zoom, and I think we lose a little audio or uh, yeah audio quality when mm-hmm. we do that. So. Uh, you know, just shut the fuck up about it and enjoy <laughs> the fact that we were able to do that with them. And uh, thank you to those guys for joining us. Got a little spicy at the end, but we had fun. I think, right? No, I, I think oh, yeah. if I think if you can ignore the fact that it's not as clear, it's some really good content in there. Yeah, I think so too. Um, a lot of good differing views and good discussion, and you know, some fun arguments. But Boogie, do you want to? You know, as a tradition, start us tradition, off. Yeah, I'll start us off here. Yeah, um, I think I'm gonna skip this first one. We can talk a bit. I think the first thing we should probably discuss is the Rittenhouse trial, the mm. uh, verdict they came to, and then our little hometown hero. Yeah, that uh, actually spread the news pretty wide and far. After it the- did, yeah, I saw it on some big, uh, big media outlets. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, Rittenhouse. He was uh, found guilty of all charges and is rotting in jail now. Why is this so zoomed in? As he should be. So that's <laughs> not what happened. Oh, it's not. Oh, <laughs> no, I, I thought he shot like happened. ten black people and <laughs> no man. No. And then he like he like raped his mom. <laughs> yeah, he did like a ton of stuff. That's what I heard. Yeah, if you listen to the news, that's what he did. Yeah. <laughs> No, but uh, yeah. So Rittenhouse verdict came out. He was found not guilty of all on all accounts. Six accounts, I think it was, or maybe five that were put pushed through. And I think for me, I didn't watch the whole. Actually, I didn't watch really any of the uh, just the highlights. Yeah, I watched some highlights, uh, and then I watched a lot of like uh, YouTube lawyers that are actual lawyers that had like roundtables that were like streaming it and like talking about it at the same time was more interesting and uh so i watched a couple hours of that and it seems everything that the defense and the prosecution kind of put forward that he was looked like he was guilty uh no, not guilty to me yeah i Self-defense. mean that's what the jury found right yeah yeah i mean it was pretty evident uh based on the video that was widely available five minutes after the event <laughs> happened over a year ago that it was self-defense yep um so i mean anyone who hadn't watched that by now uh whenever the whole trial started going down uh kind of just was on a bad footing i think because they didn't know what the fuck they were talking about yeah (laughs) i I think one of the most interesting things i think um you know throughout this whole case was how the yeah and it's this is nothing surprising you know we we don't expect much from the media but to watch the media I mean, it was just blatantly lying. Like, they, yeah. no, nothing they said was not even, like, you know, based in honesty. Like, you know, what, what, what does Michael Malice always say? Uh, uh, a, uh, what is the fuck? Accurate, but not truthful. Yeah, or, right. Yeah. Um, factual, but not factual. Truthful. Right. They, they didn't even bother with the factual part. It was just straight yeah. up lies. I mean, the guy, Gage Crossdroy, whatever the fuck his name is, the guy who got his arm blown off, he testified and said, no, like he didn't shoot me until I pointed my gun at him, and the media headlines were, you know, the complete opposite. Right, and it was just, and th- and that was the the common theme throughout the whole trial. And you know, this is by design again, as we always say. Um, you know, because for the average person, 
they're not going to do, you know, what we do. We, we hyper focus and, you know, we're a little obsessive about news and, you know, things like that. So for us, it's, you know, very, very clear what's going on. But to the average person that just, you know, is going to turn their TV on and get their, you know, world news in 15 minutes or less, they see this stuff and then they hear a couple of days later that he's let off and it's, you know, from their perspective, rightfully so out- outrage because they don't have the truth. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it. Like the, the, the media does what it does and it drops something that's completely inaccurate and false and you hear it one time and then it's the conversation around the water cooler and then all of a sudden this person's off and they're, they're quoting something like, oh, this guy shot three black protesters and, and it's like you couldn't be further from the truth on like what actually happened, you know. Uh, and even some journalists got it wrong and, and and came back and corrected themselves after you know it was all said and done. But it's just another grand example of how terrible the media is. Dishonest. Yeah. 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 I, it's. I mean, I think for me personally, for someone again with like a liberty mindset. When I look at court cases and stuff like that, it's not. I don't always get my hopes up, and even if like things go the way that I think they should go, it's still like not the most gratifying thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm glad he's not sitting in a jail cell for the rest of his life or something he didn't do, or yeah. for some for what they were trying to get on was a provoca- provoca- uh, What's that? Uh, provocation. Provocation. provocation yeah, yeah exactly. they were basically implying that just having a gun is a provocation. Which, yeah. you know, if they're going to argue that, then their their own client would have been guilty yeah. of that. I feel like that's such a, a slippery slope. Yeah. Well, that, it's that's kind like, of – I feel like the, you know, the authoritarian left basically just wants to get rid of self-defense yeah. altogether. And uh, this was kind of like – this is kind of like a really important case for them. I'm a little uh, confused. They were really hoping they could uh, just get rid of – you know, the right to self-defense here, or at what's, least muddy the waters. What's up with this New York Post? Did they become based all of a sudden? Uh, I think the New York Post is usually right-wing. Yeah, New York Post. Oh, is, what yeah. am I? Th- oh, I'm thinking of the Times. Yeah, New York yeah. Times, yeah. New York Post is. Yeah. I mean, do you, I, I just just out of, um, you know, just to look up something, uh, do we want to go through some of these? These are some yeah. of the, the biggest. We should uh, go through some of the misconceptions yeah. because so, a lot yeah. of people probably still believe this. Right. So I, I'm, and, you know, and I'll just go through them bullet by bullet and, you know, we could talk about it or whatever. But uh, one of the biggest misconceptions is that he killed black people, which is obviously, you know, we know this is not true. We've seen it from the videos. And that all they three were... of the men he shot were violent rioters and they were all white. One of them. Uh, yeah, this is maybe a little explicit, but we've said worse probably. Um, one of them, uh, Rosenbaum, the first man he shot in the face, uh, or in the head, I guess, rather, he was a serial rapist, including anal rape on children. Uh, like 11 different counts on five different, uh, children. Right. 11 counts? 11 counts on five different kids. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think. What did he do in walking around? In one of his trials, he admitted that he got with this girl. Solely for access to her son or some shit. Jeez. Yeah, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I, I, you know, I, we, you can fact check me on that. But one of the cases, he like basically admitted that that was the whole premise but, of that relationship. Um, I guess just to expand on that, you know, we're not saying that, you know, he 
had the right to kill him no matter what just because he was a pe- I mean yes but no yeah right <laughs> but you know we don't want to fall in the same boat as the people who are saying um that like you know Kyle was you know they he should have been being attacked just because he was there with a gun uh you know you you have to be aggressed upon to be uh you know allowed to yeah, he was he was attack someone else. He was hit in the head with a skateboard like three like two or three times before he decided to actually shoot this guy. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I guess that brings us to the next one which is pretty freaking this, this is, is like one, the big oh, one. Be, yeah. But hold on, before we go to the next one. Mm-hmm. This, this one we just talked about is the fact that like it was three white guys instead of black protesters or yes. whatever. So I so like Say the situation is three black people or one black person and two white people. Does it make it any different? Not in my yeah. opinion. Well, the way they were kind of um, like making it out to be was that they were just like BLM protesters or yeah, protesters. Mm. Yeah, but they weren't. They were rioters. Right. And that's the thing is like if you're really you know a supporter of BLM and you're really fed up with people showing up and making your movement look like shit, then why do you care that, you know, he shot these fucking losers that are there causing trouble, lighting shit on fire? Yeah, and that's a good point you, know? you bring up because these, uh, air quote, protests, they were violent from day one. Yeah, they were just and people the guy who to testified, take advantage of this. The guy who testified, Drew Hernandez, he was on Tim, uh, Tim Pool's show recently, and, um... He was, he was on the, like, he was there. Like, he was the one, you right. know, he, that's why he testified. He had all these videos. And he said from, from the very first day after, uh, what the hell was that guy's name that got shot? The pro, the, what the protest oh, was over. Yeah, the, the unarmed guy that had a knife. Uh, and that's besides the point. But it was violent from the day he was killed. So, you know, to call this a protest is just, it's just not truthful. It's dishonest. Right. Yeah. This was one of those, you know, like we talked about with the the other podcast last episode where, you know, supposedly the data shows that 93% of the, of the you know, millions of people who protested that <laughs> summer were peaceful, um, which means 7% were violent, which is a lot of people. Which is a massive but, number. Uh, of millions, right. Yeah. But these were – this riot – definitely classified as that seven percent like the entire thing there was almost no peaceful protest i mean they were pushing Kenosha. they were pushing uh dumpsters that were on fire into gas stations like it's you know right and the night before uh the used car lot that they were at and that they were kind of like protecting well they they were asked by the owners um the the owner actually asked one of kyle's friends and i i believe offered to pay him and then you know his friend you know, said, Kyle to right, like, you know, too, we yeah. need bodies. So, um, but the night before, one of their used car lots was, like, heavily vandalized. A bunch of their cars got lit on fire. And so that was why they were there in the first place. Right. And uh, just as a side note, at the trial, the owners of that car lot denied that they asked them to. Uh, right. But and then, there was clear video evidence of right. the owners standing right next to the. Uh, armed Kyle arm. Rittenhouse and yeah. his friend. Yes. Exactly. So yeah. what a bunch of scumbags. Yeah. Piece of shits. Um, another thing worth pointing out um, is that he didn't cross state lines with a firearm. The, the firearm that he possessed was 
perfectly within legal legal bounds, I guess. Um, in the state of Wisconsin, it's completely legal for anybody. What was it? Is it sixteen and older? Uh, I think yeah. seventeen, or maybe uh, it's sixteen. I think it's sixteen. Um, because he was seventeen at the time. Well, not that yeah. maybe it still would have been legal, but um, oh yeah, right here, AR fifteen. Yeah. So in the state of Wisconsin, you're completely legal to open carry a long gun, which is a rifle. Overall length of 26 inches or greater um, at 17 years old, which is what he did. So, you know, legally, he had the right to carry that firearm in the open. Yeah, the judge um, dismissed those charges immediately like, yep, as soon as the trial started. Right, and it was not a firearm that he crossed state lines with. This was a firearm that his friend had and lent him. Yeah, and also the thing about, you know, he crossed state lines... He wasn't even from there. It's not his town, whatever you want to say. His dad literally worked in that town. Uh, it's like 20 minutes away from his where he lives in Illinois. Um, you know, it's not like he fucking traveled five hours or even one hour to go right, it's no to different a random town. Than you and even me. if he had, I honestly don't really give a shit <laughs> yeah well then but. that and that's an interesting argument from the left because they're against borders until you know it's it's in their favor to be for them yeah, yeah you know? it's that's something i, I kind of want to bring up yeah, what happened to the imaginary lines on a map yeah, yeah which right. was, is what they are but uh <laughs> yeah it's weird that they want to throw like the state line thing is huge right because you know when you do say it out loud it does sound for whatever reason it sounds like icky right it sounds like oh that's mm. interesting or kind of like some red red bells go off but uh yeah like why does that matter like aren't we all well if you're coming from like most people's point of view like aren't we all americans mm-hmm. right and even if we're not like we're all humans and one we should all have the same human rights that we were given to us as we were born but two if he's helping out other humans what does it matter like yeah. like chris was saying you no know, he could be from new york and he could have flown there for whatever reason yeah and it's like you know the whole state line thing is is so such a like subjective thing like if you live in savannah georgia which is like right near the border of florida and you like come down across the border to florida like you cross state lines but you only drove like what 30 45 minutes whereas if you want to go to like the northeast of fucking uh of uh state of georgia that's like a way longer drive you never cross state lines so you'd have to put in like a lot more effort to get there but somehow that's like not as bad. Yeah, I mean it, it's all community based too, right? Because yeah. our com- most communities sometimes do fall within borders that are imaginary lines on a map, but sometimes they don't. Like the Panhandle of Florida, which most Floridians who live south of there don't count the Panhandle as part of Florida, <laughs> um, probably has more in common with Alabama and Georgia mm-hmm. because they're right there. Yeah, where geographical. Yeah, um, yeah, and and another you know kind of interesting point to bring up is. Everyone's talking about how, you know, Rittenhouse apparently crossed state lines with a firearm, even though he didn't have a firearm when he crossed state lines, and state lines were 20 minutes from his house, and they're completely ignoring the fact that the guy Gage, he drove, or was it Rosenbaum or Gage that got on a bus? Yeah. I think. He literally crossed state, or did he cross state lines? No, now I'm getting farther. Yeah, so he got on a bus an hour away and drove to... Kenosha with a firearm to riot <laughs> to riot. How is that like? I, I I don't know how you can bring up one and completely ignore yeah. the other. And, and another thing, just to quickly end this for me at least, is 
okay, if that's your argument, take that argument away. Does what he what he did does that change anything? Mm-hmm. If he didn't cross state lines and he still killed these people and shot one other person, is that okay? Like if that's what your like main argument's holding right. on yeah, to, yeah. you can change that real fast. And if it changes, then okay, I guess that means something. But if not, then what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we that, can just skip that one. What? That makes me think like, this, so this guy got on a bus and an hour away to come and just mess up a city mm. and riot. Like these are the kind of people that you, you're dealing with when you're talking about like. Antifa and some of these guys, they're just, yeah. they're losers. Yeah, they're, they're just, just they're straight just up shit losers. starters, troublemakers, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it. They're exactly what they made out Kyle to be. <laughs> right. The LARPing, right? That's what the new word is. Oh, yeah, the LARPer. Mm. The LARPer? Live yeah. action role playing. <laughs> Live action role playing. Um, the, some of these other ones are kind of stupid ones. Yeah, they those kind are of, the kind of the. I guess those are the two like biggest things that I heard uh, a lot, as like yeah. a support for uh um you know for Kyle going to jail for the rest of his life or whatever. Yeah. Um the the, the only like argument that I guess kind of can't really be be debunked it's I guess it's kind of just open to interpretation. Um and this is mm, probably the most common argument I've personally heard is that he ha- you know air quotes had no business being there which mm. You know, I don't. That's it's not really a fair argument to me because it's you also know, not the question of this trial, right? Yeah, exactly. The, the, yeah, it's right. And but you know, everyone that's like one of the biggest ones that kind of can't be debunked. And I just ask you to challenge um, uh, yourself and your own standing. Like, if your community, which this was arguably his community, his parents owned businesses in Kenosha. Um, I think his uncle owned a business in Kenosha. He worked in Kenosha. This is his community. He probably, yeah. you know, fooled around with some guys or girls in Kenosha. Yeah, he probably laid it down. Um, Throwing that pipe. <laughs> laying down pipe in Kenosha. Um, but, yeah, no, I just challenge you to ask yourself, you know, if your community needed help, whether it be, you know, in this form or really any form, um, you know, do you not have the, like, right to defend yourself in the event that, you know, you are helping your community and something like this does happen to you. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a big property rights case, really, when it comes down to it. Yeah, it really was like, um, that's why <clears throat> I think um, a lot of people on both sides were pretty um, <clears throat> just like up in arms about it. Because, as I said, I think the authori- or authoritarian left took it as a huge opportunity to smack down, <clears throat> you know, some of some people's rights in terms of defending their their private property and the right saw it as a huge possible just like disaster in terms of you know protecting property rights and your ability to to actually defend your property yeah Um, if he had been charged you know it's it's just like what can you do you literally everything he did was he practiced total restraint until he absolutely had to use deadly force and uh I mean, as far as I saw, he was well within his right to use deadly force before he did. And, um, you know, I'd agree. Even, you know, people. He showed more restraint than most police officers in this country. (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) That would be an interesting conversation. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) And and, and that was actually something uh, not that specifically. But uh, when we did the dual cast, you know, towards the end when I was, uh, you know, a bottle and half in. But um, that was that was a point that. Uh, Patter brought up was that 
you know, or I maybe it was uh, Ramon. Yeah, maybe it was Ramon. He said something along the lines of, you know, like the police, you know, don't do anything in this country. And then I, I, I'm, I could be paraphrasing. I could be putting words in his mouth. But somebody insinuated that, uh, you know, one person could, you know, slow down a riot or something or something along those lines. And then, you know, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. I lost my train of thought. But I think the, I, the point is that the the police were not doing anything. So what? Like, what are you just supposed to let we, your entire city burn to the ground? Yeah, because we had a conversation about that before we got into the Rittenhouse stuff, <clears throat> where we were talking about um, how the police were kind of being ordered to form a line, and everything that was in front of them basically was just up for grabs, was getting looted and burnt to the ground. And so it's like, you know, the police aren't going to protect your property. They're not there to protect your property. They're right. there to just show force and hopefully they calm them down. Um, but but then at the same time, you're saying that you're not allowed to, you know, defend your, your property, which is odd. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to put any any words in anyone's mouth, cause, but I'm pretty sure I butchered that. But, uh, yeah. yeah the, and, the point, the point no, remains. You, you totally butchered it. Yeah. And if anybody's like... <laughs> sorry, Ramon. Sorry, Patter. If anybody's listening, it's like, well... What are you guys talking about? Property. Like, one, he was, you know, asked to actually sit there at the place. But also, your own person is your own property. So, like, from a liberty standpoint, you have the right to, you know, defend yourself, defend any property you have. And you being an individual, you yourself as property. So, that's where property rights come into it. Mm-hmm. So, anybody was just wondering why we kept saying property. And property, it's a property, property. But it's a, hoppity, get the fuck off my property. Property and a motherfucker. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> speaking of property... That other case that kind of came through is a local, yeah, uh, Andrew Coffee the fourth, yeah, yeah. So this one, I'm honestly I don't know all of like the small details of this one, and we discussed. But I have this... two like really juxtaposed uh, articles here. One of them is from the Police Tribune, so oh, you yeah. know which side they're on, and then the other one is from um, like an ABC News report, and so. One of them kind of, like, um, just the ABC News report definitely, like, is more on the side of, you know, Andrew Coffey. Um, well, not even necessarily. They just kind of go over the facts of, you know, what happened. But the police report, like, they in the title, they call him a felon. Yeah. And, like, they say that he used his pregnant girlfriend as a shield. It's um, a great image. Yeah, so you know, you just And get my the... question is how do they even know that? Yeah. Right, because well, they they also say in the article that they blindly shot into the window after yeah. they were shot at. Right, we, maybe maybe let's explain yeah, like yeah. who he is. So yeah. right. we talked about it in an earlier episode. Uh I think it was our uh justice reform episode that we kind of did. Yeah. A couple of, like maybe 10 episodes ago. <clears throat> um I think Nick or Chris brought it up and I it, think it was Nick. Yeah. It was one of our it's a local thing in River County uh in Karen Gifford. It's very similar to the Breonna Taylor case that happened that went uh, nationwide where Andrew Coffey was sleeping with his girlfriend and also had other family members in the house. And uh, sometime in the early morning or late at night, uh, Indian River County Sheriff's did a SWAT uh, raid on his house. Yep. Uh, wrong house. Yeah. it's You can get to that because in the court case, they're not going after any of the things they went for the actual raid. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, whoopsie. Um, they what? They used one of those breach things in his back window. And from there, it's, you know, hearsay when it, whoever shot first or who announced they were police or not. But he 
felt that his family and his girlfriend and himself and his property was being offended on, and so he defended it, shot, and uh, I don't think he hit anybody. I think he might have grazed one or two or not, oh, but okay. yeah. most importantly is they just lit that place on fire uh, with Jeez. bullets, yep. shot his girlfriend ten times, which is a ridiculous amount. Yeah, of, yeah like, they unloaded e- on that Even place. blind firing, like to hit someone ten times. Yeah. And not, no one else. I think there was like three other people in the house. Yeah. But they were in that one room. But I think they were breaching. So yep. they threw a flashbang in there. I mean, it was intense. And uh, yeah, so that happened. And it was, you know, uh, it, so that happened in 2017. And now the case just finally, which if you want to juxtapose that to the Rittenhouse case, which happened last year. And now it just went to trial, which is crazy to think that three years or four years this guy's been sitting around waiting for a trial. Uh ridiculous yeah that that in itself you know yeah we would think all the things ridiculous and then before i think his trial happened a grand i don't was it a grand jury um uh, found the police officers it's not not they guilty exonerated they exonerated them. them for what they did which of is the murders basically bullshit yeah. um and then this case if you so want to i guess Chris, he yeah. was on trial I, I I mean, it almost sounds like he was on trial for the murder of he his was. wife. His girlfriend, yeah. His girlfriend. They were charging him for second degree for his yeah. girlfriend. Um, which is insane. Like, like our own sheriff, I Flowers, love- has a quote, and I'm going to paraphrase it. Um, he says, she would still be alive if he did not open yep. fire. Right yeah. here, it goes, it's like, disappointing yeah. you, that the jury did not see the tragic death of Alteria Woods occurred as a direct result of the actions of Andrew Coffey. Uh, so it had nothing to do with the fact that you guys broke into the wrong fucking house. Oh uh, yeah, you, I was, are you going to tell me that? I Didn't was, I was going to say, let me correct that for you. It was due to the actions of the sheriff's office. Yeah, like, and then and then here, I'm I'm assuming this is the um the prosecuting attorney. Uh, she died because this defendant chose to open fire on law enforcement again, completely refuting the fact that law enforcement didn't have a right to be there. Yeah, she said, uh, oh, he said, but we stand by a statement that she would still be here had coffee simply complied with law enforcement. I saw that. I hated that. Yeah, nobody has a fucking obligation to comply to your fucking gang when you literally have no reason to be there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, or breaching people's window and throwing flashbangs. Yeah, we're not your little fucking, you know, minions that you can just break into our house. Right, we're not your subjects. Yeah. Uh, it is worth noting, and this is uh, obviously, I think, I speak for all of us when I say that this is terrible, but he is still facing 20 years for um, firearm possession yeah. laws because he's a felon. So, but and it, he'll probably get that. Unfortunately, I never, uh, I never found what he's a felon for. I'm guessing it's for drugs. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah, but I, yeah, d- I don't know. I don't know if we said it, but just to make sure we. The reason why this is with the Rittenhouse case is because this is another case of self defense, and like Chris said. They were going after him for a second degree murder of his girlfriend, which the police killed, and then going after him at assaulting police officers. And he was uh, found not guilty of all those, which is awesome. <laughs> oh, wait. No, what is it? A judge sentenced Andrew Coffey Jr. to life in prison Thursday for the premeditated attempted murder nope. of an Indian River County. That's the wrong one. Sorry. If that was from the notes. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm like, yeah. wait, this doesn't look like the same Oh, uh, yeah. Guy. that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you weren't there when I talked about that's it. That's different. Oh. Why don't you just delete Different it from the Andrew notes, Coffee. dickhead? Because <laughs> we wouldn't have this to talk about. Um, it's so funny, though, The in the Police Tribune article, it says, The police report said that deputies' search of the home turned up marijuana cigarettes, crack cocaine, 10 hydromorphone pills, 
Like 10 pills. Cool. And then one oxycodone pill in Coffee's father's bedroom. Like, really? They're going to throw, like, their his dad's fucking probably prescribed Sorry, pain pills? Yeah. All there? I'm saying is you're in my house. And one of a them? lot more than that in my house. <laughs> yeah. Literally. In Minecraft. Dude. Yeah. In Minecraft. And, in Minecraft. Which, and again, which is funny because nothing that you just spoke about, he was being charged for. Yeah. So exactly. he obviously had no warrant. Right. This is just, like, slander, this whole article oh. uh, from this Police Tribune re- website. And it's a shame, too, because, you know, he's looking at these firearms charges because of the result of the police department. Had they not done this, he could have just owned this firearm and lived happily, you know? Yeah. Like, what, like... Yeah, with his one oxycodone. Pill. So, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. not I'm not a cop, but I can imagine, in a like, like a, 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 a be- much better scenario where you wait till the guy, like, leaves the right. house and, like, there's not, like, a house full of people... Were you throwing flashbangs in the house, right? Yeah, like, there seems to be like a common theme with pregnant girlfriends in these raids. Yeah, yeah, you know and, I mean? and we're not completely ignorant to the fact that there are situations that do call for that kind of force. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, really, the only one I can think of is like hostage situation, right? Where like, yeah, like somebody threat, else's life. He's a threat to the people in the house. Right, like an immediate threat. Yeah. But sure. I mean, you know, something like this with firearms charges, like, like, like you just or said, drugs. Cameron. Yeah, like. Fucking run surveillance on the guy's house the second he leaves, pull him over, yeah. and you're done. You don't have yeah. to fucking shoot this guy's house apart. But where's yeah. the fun in that, dude? You know? Like Well Well that's the problem, you know, because our police departments across the nation have become so militarized now. I mean you yeah. see these some of these, you know, SWAT units and they, they look like, you know, fucking Green Berets or Navy SEALs go, like are like arresting citizens. Mm. And it's it's really it's I don't know it's just, it just freaks me out because you know the military yeah. can't do these kind of things on American soil so it's like oh well we'll just turn our police force into its own military yeah, yeah. and that that's the way I see it yeah no I, I agree I mean because because I you know I'm maybe not as anarchist when it comes to like the police and I think I think there's a better there's a world in which like well yeah you're a Fed so <laughs> <laughs> no I think there's a world in which like. Like, uh, like, like, police could be a, uh, or just, just like, like a service that could be not so militarized and not so writing tickets for everything. I think there was a world where that did exist, but now, like you say, you know, it's militarized and it's intense and they're, you know, we're flashbanging pregnant women and shooting up houses and we're doing things that, that, that you know, uh, another, another, um, uh, thing to go with this sort of militarized police force is like they have these like I don't know if you've seen them but we have one here as well you know in our county but it's like it looks like a tank yeah the yeah. APCs you know? yeah, yeah I mean it's like well, I, I'm not sure there's like you know what I'm saying yeah Apple's always standing in front of it with his bulletproof vest on who yeah. is yeah um the isn't that his name Apple or no. Flowers. Oh, Apple was the first. <laughs> flowers, oh, yeah, yeah. Some plant. Derek Flowers, yeah. <laughs> Eric, 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 Eric Flowers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a different guy that was running but, for uh, sheriff. Yeah. So, I, again, just kind of bringing the coffee case, Andrew coffee case up, because I know with the Rittenhouse, we covered a lot of stuff. But another thing. thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's friendly. Um, yeah. A lot of people brought up, you know, if, this, if Rittenhouse was black, it would be completely different, you know, where this is a case where you could – yeah. Weirdly enough, kind of happened in the same day. Exact both same thing. counts. Yeah. He defended himself and he defends himself against the state too, which you would think, yeah. you know, is harder to come off of because it's the state. And mm-hmm. he got found not guilty, which is awesome. And not only that, people are also forgetting that just 
two or three months ago, a kid literally shot somebody in a school and was let out the next day on bail. This kid, I think it was like... It was in Texas. Yeah, I think his bail was set at like $10,000 or something. Yeah, where yeah. his house was like $1 million. Yeah, like, and, you know, bail reform, that could be a whole episode on itself, but... You know, the, 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 like, to, to even hint that this was at all, you know, biased because he was white or whatever is just, it's just retarded. It's and just then, stupid as fuck. I know yeah. we don't have the notes, but then you can even bring up the, what the, uh, the third case that kind of happened around the same oh, time. Oh, yeah, on Mid Arbory. Yeah, where that was a blatant. Yeah, I mean, murder. Yeah, murder. Where right. they tried to say, oh, self-defense, but thankfully <laughs> they, the idiot videotaped it all. Yeah. You can see it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, they, like, chased this guy down. It's yeah. like, I don't care if this kid was in the house, you know, stealing a hammer or a fucking measuring tape or whatever the fuck it was. Like, yeah, maybe he was a thief. You know, who cares? You chased him down the road and killed him. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, and this was a point I brought up um, to somebody I was arguing with, as I naturally do. Um, you know, they brought up the, the typical argument that Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, had no business being there. Okay, well, if we're going to apply that r- logic, Ahmed Arbery didn't have business running in a neighborhood that wasn't his. Yeah, I'm not saying know. I agree with that. I'm just saying if you want to use that logic, yeah. use that logic, like, everywhere. So Yeah. Well, that was, the, that was to feed into a narrative that he was, like, a white supremacist yeah, in yeah, a place sure. that he, he shouldn't there, have been. Right, yeah. yeah. Which obviously failed, but... Wait, clarify what exactly happened with this case because not everybody the knows Ahmad what's going Arbery on. one. Yeah, yeah, he was in a uh, affluent white neighborhood, a lot of bigger houses, you know, decent money in there. I I would assume. Yeah, and there was a house being built, and somebody claimed that they saw him in this, you know, new construction job site. I guess looking around, there was picture, there like, was like video of him in there. Yeah, like, and, and the I, video was like he was literally just looking around, like, uh, dude, like and, most people do. Right? Yeah. If 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 we're gonna use that, like my to, mother-in-law does that all the time. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I'm getting to. If we're gonna use that as justification to run somebody down and kill them, I should have been killed like a thousand times, bro. Yeah, Growing yeah. up, that's what we did. We went into construction sites, like yeah. even yeah. now, you know, I still like walk through. Oh, that's nice how they're doing. Yeah, this. 13, 14 year old just checking out a job site. I mean, oh. we used to steal like coils and nails and scrap wood and shit to yeah. build forts but i mean like what the fuck is the big deal the yeah. guy's just looking around like i definitely did that as well yeah, yeah. everybody did, did. That, shit yeah, we... when uh that house was built and built across from your parents remember we went over there and broke all the windows yeah <laughs> i don't really know uh, yeah i don't <laughs> I, I don't i don't remember that either but no it's just it's just it's just fucking brain dead but yeah so they the the three gentlemen there's two gentlemen in one truck and another guy behind them in another truck i believe yeah the the father's son chased him down in a truck he was again. He was supposedly jogging, just doing his routine jog. Stopped in this discussion site, looking around. Oh, that's nice. Hey, this is good. Left jogging. They chase him down. Supposedly there have been break-ins. Again, they have no reason to be doing this. Chase him down in the truck, get him down, pull out a shotgun, I believe, on him, and then he tries to defend himself, and they shoot him dead. Yeah, just by hitting them. With, yeah, like which his fists is reasonable. Yeah, I mean, obviously, unfortunately, he was killed. Yeah, because. Fist does not, you know. Uh, yeah, that was another big thing. He's like, oh, well, you shouldn't reach for somebody with a gun. And while I agree, if you fucking just get rolled up on by yeah. a, a jackass with a gun, like what, like, what, like, you just supposed to say, oh, yeah, I guess yeah, this is it. I'm going to die. Yeah. Yeah. You should defend yourself. Like, and, it's unfortunate. And, and I, I know people are going to try and draw a comparison it's, because Rosenbaum grabbed Kyle Rittenhouse's gun and that's yep. why Kyle Rittenhouse fired. Kyle Rittenhouse was running from these people. Running yeah, away. Rittenhouse was the one running away. Not and running towards he them. He didn't 
act until someone was trying to grab his gun after he had been running away. Right. Whereas this is the total opposite. The victim was running away to try and get away. Yep. And then he was, and he was unarmed. And then he didn't try to grab their gun until they were on him. (laughs) Like, right. And possibly trying to shoot him. (laughs) Yeah. And, and not to mention how this kicked off. Kyle Ritten, the, uh, they, they were across the street from the car dealership that they were asked to, you know, help defend. Somebody started a fire in a pickup truck in this car lot. But well, we're jumping back and forth. Here. Yeah, well, no, I, yeah, I just thought of it. I feel like it's worth bringing up. Fuck you. Okay. Right. <laughs> Somebody started a fire in a truck and he ran over to put it out. And that's when Rosenbaum, after earlier in the day saying, if I catch any of you motherfuckers by yourself, I'm going to kill you. He chased him to the car dealership, and that's when, you know, he tried to grab his gun, and dude went to work, bro. I don't know what to say. That's the yeah. end of that story. Put, put four in that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, that was kind of like a whole slew of, like, self-defense slash murder cases that just kind of cropped up all at the same time. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And thankfully, we're all ruled, and I think we all agree in the correct decisions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't think the, I mean, Except the only for the gun charge. Yeah, that's the yeah, only yeah, one yeah. I'm not really. It's, and it's very unfortunate that too stoked about. That's even a thing. Yo, we definitely talked about this. What the the China builds missile targets shaped like U.S. Air Force carriers. You might have brought it up. I don't think we. I don't. I don't it. think that we talked about that. because uh, I, I feel like I de- explicitly remember talking about the DF 21D anti ship ballistic missile. Anyway, we could talk about Actually. it again briefly if you guys want. Yeah, so what China is... Yeah, China is building um, targets for their new anti-ship missile, specifically the uh, so-called carrier killer DF-21D anti-ship ballistic missile. They're building these targets that um, basically directly resemble U.S. aircraft carriers and destroyers. Mm-hmm. Nice. And they're setting these up in a remote desert in China, and that's what you know what they're using to test their new missiles with. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, we are <laughs> their next target, right? Well, I don't know about that. Or, well, I mean, we're the only target. For we're, them, yeah, we're right? the empire, yeah. so it's like, who else are you going to... Exa- yeah, exactly. Like, back when we were trying to get rid of the British, I'm sure we did similar things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and also, that's a, those are the ships that are like, you know, 60 miles off their coast, so... Yeah, yeah. and... Yeah. Right, and it's... Uh, <laughs> that you bring up a good point by calling us the empire. You know, we've... Over the years, what's this us shit? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well. Um, the that. federal gov, the U.S. federal government, over the last you know fifty five or five decades, six decades, you know, we've assumed this. We again, the U.S. federal government has assumed this empire, <laughs> empiristic, uh, title. You know, and what other? You know, that's like the prime. You're putting a target on your back. Yeah, you know? like what are they? Are they going to put up like uh uh, German ships? Like, that'd be <laughs> such a random thing. To- yeah. Italian ships? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't... Japanese there's... security force ships? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, I guess, not a whole lot to say about that. I'm not a huge, you know... Um, China conflict. China hawk. Yeah, me either. Um, <clears throat> there's been a lot of, uh, just kind of like... Questionable things going on with China. <clears throat> yeah, and just kind of like U.S. Um, right-wing pundits and stuff have been kind of building it up as a like huge threat to the U.S. It seems like a big fear-mongering. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's like you're... I just don't get how we can call them a threat when we're literally fucking like driving warships right off their coast 
like on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like what do you like what else do you expect them to do? Yeah. I, I think that's, that's, like, a hard, that's a hard thing for people to kind of wrap their head around that are right, very pro-America. Right, but imagine but imagine if they were doing the exact same thing to us. Exactly. And I'm, I I guess you could argue that they are, you know, there were reports last year that they were and these were confirmed reports. They're not just, you know, uh go with uh, your But they had um <laughs> they were like running military drills in Canada, like right on the border of yeah, whatever and whatever, you Canada and US. Um, and a lot of people were freaked out about that. Uh, one thing that's worth mentioning is, <clears throat> I mean, Taiwan's been like the huge kind of like point yeah. of contention that like, you know, if China attempts to invade Taiwan, then like the U.S. is basically Secretary Blinken, the Secretary of State basically assured um, Taiwan that we would go to war for them and, mm-hmm. um, you know, a whole bunch. And he also assured uh, Japan that if they tried to take any of their uh, – they're called islets. They're not even islands. They're these little islands. Islets like the keys, are, almost. Yeah, islets are islands that can't sustain life. So it's just a rock sticking out of the water, and <laughs> you know Japan lays claim to some of them, and China also lays claim to them. And uh, but Japan has Japan has been able to maintain control over them because they have the U.S. backing them. Right. But um, be, like Blinken said, if they try to take one of those, like we're going to war for you. It was you know paraphrasing. That's what he said. Um. But one of the things that happened with Taiwan recently was that uh, they were saying that the Chinese uh, flew fighter jets in their airspace. Yeah, that's right. I remember and that. If you look at the – so every country has these um, these designations. Uh, I can't remember what they're called. They're called like um, air security zones or I'm – not, I'm not sure exactly what they're called. We could probably find it. But um, if you look at Taiwan's, their zone that they claim – Goes into the Chinese mainland. Na- national security area is a design designated airspace. Air defense which... identification zone. That's what oh, it there is. you go. So look up Taiwan air defense uh, identification zone, and uh, you'll see that the top right corner of it is in the Chinese mainland. So how do you expect China not to see it's that red square? Yeah, right. It's yeah, in they, China. They, yeah, right. They intersect. Yeah. <laughs> or the top left corner. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so you know it's literally impossible for them to avoid that zone. It's over their mainland. <laughs> right. I, I think Taiwan has to come to the grips that they're gonna get fucked. <laughs> yeah, like I, I like I so. know like the secretary said that, but there's just no way America's gonna help them out. We're gonna let you guys just get yeah fucked like Hong Kong. We're just gonna talk big until you know it happens. Yeah. And we're gonna be like, oh well, it's which <laughs> I mean I'm fine with. Like it's it's unfortunate, but like what the hell, like. I don't think we should help. <laughs> I also think it's a little naive to think that, um, you know, in the event that we did go to war with China, like, do you really think we're just going to start setting off nukes with each other? I, I, I really don't see that happening. No. It'd be pretty fucking stupid. That's that's what I mean. Like, they, they, t- two, like, nuclear-capable countries going against each other, like... Do you think? Do you what, think what, what is the end game in that situation? China yeah. sends a nuke towards us. What are we going to do? We're going to send a nuke to them. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a never-ending thing until everybody's dead. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, what do, the but, fuck is the point do you, of that? Do you think that's really the threat? You know, because you hear so many different arguments coming from so. Well, many... that's the conservative one, right? The conservative. Yeah, I mean, th- there's that one. The fact that they're communist, right? There, and so there's always this like, um, there's always this push to. The fact that they're communist and that, like, they don't, you know, they're, they're the Uyghur Muslims. There's so many different arguments against against China. Uh, the fact that they were doing, um, you know, 
ballistic uh, missile testing. Well, that and then the, they had they had the people off the coast of Canada and oh yeah yeah. So th- there's all these different arguments about you know the things that China does and mm-hmm. organ harvesting and all this other stuff. And it's like um, I haven't like child I, labor I haven't read too deep into it, but I did see a couple of articles that seem to be pretty well sourced that. Um, I think on uh, grayzone.com that we're uh, implying that the Uyghur mu- the whole Uyghur Muslim thing um, was like severely overblown, and that basically they were like providing medical you know services to the Uyghur Muslims, and that like it wasn't really uh, that big of an issue, like what it was made out to be, where they were being like rounded up, and you see that picture where they're all in the blue suits and stuff. Um, I don't even know that that picture had anything to do with hmm. the Uyghur Muslims. But so say say all all the things that I just said are true. Does it, at, in in any way, shape, or form, involve us occupying China or starting? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know, man. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I don't think. I mean, that's not our country. We don't get to decide what takes place there. I'm sorry, but but Cameron, we have an obligation. Yeah, and mm. I, and people will say that it, and in a way, they're right. But I don't think it's the accumulative government's job to have an obligation. Yeah. And you it's know, like if you have a personal obligation, then go do something. Right? right. Yeah. yeah. No one's yeah, stopping you. You're free to go do whatever you want. Right? Yeah. You can go fucking free the Uyghur Muslims right now. And we saw a lot of ex- <laughs> we saw a lot Good of luck, examples <laughs> of this with the Afghan pullout. Um, there were a lot of, and you know, Chris and I follow a lot of like active duty Green Berets and former Green Berets and Navy SEALs and just special op guys because, you know, we're LARPers and we're gun guys. But there were a lot, like, uh, like an overwhelming number of these guys that without military, like without, you know, the federal government's aid went into Afghanistan mm-hmm. and got like, you know, guys that, like guys that helped them over the last 20 years that we were over there. Like they went in. To this situation, knowing like I'm going on my own. Like if we need help, we're not getting it. They and yeah. Black Hawk downed it, huh? <laughs> not even though. successfully like, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah, even like even you know, I'd argue even kind of uh kind of more serious than that. But yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, if you have a you know personal, but yeah, thing look with the where Uyghurs, uh, over there. yeah, look where your moral obligation got us in Afghanistan. You know, right? And that's and that's another killing a bunch of innocent people. <laughs> right. That's another good point because it's like there's so many instances of when the federal government should have stepped in and didn't. Yeah, you know, and then there's you know inversely situations that we had no business being in. And then when in, so. things like you know that airstrike that killed the family of ten or whatever things when things like that happen, you'll see like you know right wingers will be like, well, that's the realities of war. You know, this stuff happens. It's like, so why are you supporting it then? You know, like yeah. it's almost like you forget. Like whenever you're blinded by your patriotism, you like forget that the, these are the realities of war. Innocent people are going to die. Yeah, that's the reality. And then like when it happens, you just kind of like brush it off. Um, I don't well, know. Well, I mean, it's disingenuous. like like we talked about a second ago, or somebody brought up it. It's like if if you agree with the premise and the the fear mongering uh, narrative, you know. Oh, that's a lot. Sorry, buddy. Shit, dude. Yeah, my bad. Um, Thanks, but if you if, if you if you buy into Chris, you're driving. <laughs> if you buy into that, just that, kidding. I'll do it. If you buy into that fear mongering, you know, and you're terrified about what China may do or whatever, and then they go and occupy whatever. What I'm just using an example, right? Um, but if you buy into all that, 
then you can then you then you ag- almost agree with like, the terms of like yeah you know that's where people die you know yeah there's weapons of mass destruction right so now that yeah, now apply that to your people right, right yeah like yeah. if like, China is gonna evade invade like that's part of war buddy if you and your family get blown up in a strike nah, that's just war right exactly yeah. you that and that's the problem people don't look at it from both sides right because it's so easy to separate you know remove yourself that. You know, those eight or nine kids, whatever it was, that, you know, got quite literally blown to smithereens, like, they were somebody's kids. Right. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, Not only were they just kids, but, like, this family was all involved in, like, um, um, in, like, you know, programs where they were helping people. Like, they were, like, delivering water and doing things like that. Like, these were good people. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so it makes it like just all the much that much worse uh, that it was like a a family of like you know good people that got murdered. Yeah, man, it's just really terrible to see. Um, but yeah, speaking of kids, I guess this is a fucked up way to jump into the next segment of our discussion. The <laughs> Ghislaine Maxwell trial started on Monday. 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 Monday? Yeah, I think it's yeah. officially There's started a last lot week. Of confusion about with jury when it selection. Started. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but I think the actual uh, trial kicked off uh, Monday. Monday. Yes. They so snuck it in the back door. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Pun in? Nope. Pun definitely, no pun intended. Mm, definitely oh intended. <laughs> uh, so I have the um, prosecution's opening statement. Um, Judges, it's a little lengthy, but you want me to just go ahead and read it? Do you just want to just... touch on what the trial's about, just in case anybody's not. <laughs> Bro, aware. I don't think we need to do that. I, just a little. I bit. think maybe. I think. All right, this guy yeah. had an island that he fucked kids on, and he brought a bunch of politicians and affluent people. And Ghislaine Maxwell was his uh, right hand girlfriend, former kid fucker. I'm not really sure what her relationship to him was. I think it's his wife. No, no, they're not, they're no. not married. No. no, no, he has a husband. She has a husband, but no, uh, yeah. no, really? find him. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. She oh, was yeah, basically hanging out in New Hampshire at her husband's house. That's where she was yeah, okay. when they were looking for her. Remember, for yeah. like almost a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she just anyway. Um, so here's the opening statements. I want to tell you about Jane. She turned 14 years old, and, and just real quick, Jane is um, that's not her real name. She apparently she's in Hollywood, and she wants to remain anonymous because she feels that. Victim shaming is still the norm in U.S. uh, culture. So I want to tell you about Jane. She turned 14 years old that summer when a man and women walked by. The man said he was a donor who gave scholarships to students at this camp. The woman asked for her phone number. It began a nightmare. The man and woman were predators. Jane was not their only victim. There were other young girls. Who was that woman? It was the defendant, Ghislaine Maxwell. The defendant took these girls on shopping trips and won their trust. She talked sex. There were times she was in the room when it happened. That is why we are here today. Between 1994 and 2004, the defendant sexually exploited young girls. She preyed on them and served them up to be sexually abused. She was trafficking kids for sex. He owned a ranch in New Mexico, an apartment in Paris, a mansion in Manhattan, Palm Beach, a private island. Epstein has a private plane and pilots. The defendant got to enjoy that luxury right along with Epstein. The defendant was the lady of the house. She imposed rules. The employees were to hear nothing, see nothing, say nothing. There was a culture of silence. That was by design. The defendant's design. They had a playbook. Get access, gain trust. 
They often targeted the daughters of single mothers struggling to make ends meet. They made these girls feel seen. But that was a cover to get the girls to touch Epstein. They used the cover of Massage. The defendant massaged Epstein, then told the girls to do it. Epstein brought girls into his massage room every single day. It was sexual abuse. Because I described those so-called massages, let me say, these are the facts. Epstein touched the teenage girls with equipment he sometimes penetrated. The defendant helped Epstein find those girls for so-called massages. They lure their victims with a promise of a brighter future, then destroy their lives. The defendant was jet-setting in private planes, so what happened to Jane? You will hear from her. Uh, now keep in mind that, you know, lawyers, it's it's like a play. So while while reading that, I realized how weird that sounds. Um, that's just because of the, you know, the delivery, I guess you could say. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> um, it, there's a part two, but it's just as long. Do we want to read it? Nah, no, I, I think mean, so. I'm a- it's pretty disturbing. Oh, well, in that case, <laughs> <laughs> like good disturbing or you persuaded us. It depends what you're into, but no, uh, go for it. Someone from Epstein's office invited her to Epstein's house. He told her mother he was offering a scholarship. Jane was 14, a child. Epstein was in the early 40s. The defendant in her early 30s. The Jane traveled to New York to Epstein's mansion where he abused her. She was not the only one. You will learn about multiple girls during the course of this trial. You will learn about a 16-year-old girl who traveled to the ranch in New Mexico. The defendant told the girl she was going to give her a massage, but she touched her elsewhere. The girl was 16 years old. There's a 17-year-old spotted in a parking lot. The driver pulled over. They moved beyond scholarships and moved on to a pyramid scheme of abuse. They encouraged girls to bring other girls for extra cash. The defendant knew exactly what she was doing. That's what we expect the evidence will show. You'll hear about a fund that paid millions to the victims of Jeffrey Epstein, but you will learn that these victims would have paid anything to have this not have happened to them. You will hear from relatives. You will hear from staff members. You'll see massage tables, a schoolgirl's outfit. You'll see other records, flight logs showing the names of some of Epstein's victims. At the end, we will speak again. Until then, pay attention, follow Judge Nathan's instructions, and use your common sense. You will reach the only verdict possible that Ghislaine Maxwell is guilty. Well, there it is. Yeah, so this is yeah, just really not good. <laughs> this is just not good. Nah, it's not. This is not good. It's, it's not, not a good look. It's not great. That's not great. It's not going to look good on her resume. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I know one thing people have been talking about because, like we discussed earlier, with all those other court cases that went on uh, weeks a week or two ago, this is not public because it's a federal case. So. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I mean, I think the main reason is they feel that if you publicize and make public a federal case, it will get too, it'll be tampered with too much, which I don't know if that makes sense. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's why federal cases aren't uh, videotaped or publicized. So if people are complaining, you know. Yeah, there's certainly going to be some conspiracy theories come about about that. Yeah, because they just saw videotapes of the Rittenhouse case and the Aubrey case. and Right. But yeah, so you'll get paintings and recaps at the end of the day, and all the public information because it's, it's still that is still public. Mm. The, you know, like the what Nick just read. Mm. Okay, but uh, um, yeah. So the first person that uh, testified was the pilot for um, the planes, the so-called Lolita Express. 
that you know was that was like the nickname given Oof. to the the flight. But um, yeah, this guy was uh, his name is Lawrence Paul Visosky Jr. Mm-hmm. and he uh, piloted about a thousand trips between 1991 and 2019 um, for Jeffrey Epstein. He was also he, working for the FBI in the last three or four years. Really? Yeah. Oh, didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he uh, he testified that he never saw any sort of sexual acts happening on the plane, and that he you know regularly walked all the way to the back of the plane to go to the bathroom, um, and basically just testified. Uh, oh, he testified that he never saw any underage females uh, that weren't accompanied by parents. <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, so he's also a liar. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he also was given like a 40 acre plot of land in New Mexico and like, so like millions of dollars by the Epstein's. So, I mean, you know, he's, yeah, he's very, uh, so he's, he's, he's a very credible source. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he also, he acknowledged that Bill Clinton was on a few of the flights that he piloted. Uh, Prince Andrew was on a few of the flights and that uh, John Glenn was on a few of the flights as well. The astronaut. Wh- yeah, yeah, which hurts because I went to John Glenn Middle School in Texas, and <laughs> I was kind of like that guy. <laughs> so what do you guys think? I mean, I mean, for, some, for, for some more back, background too, right, the conspiracy people, you know, love this case just because it's, one, they've been, you know, certain groups, you know, mainly... Uh, QAnon. Uh, well, QAnon, but even before QAnon, uh, Alex Jones talked about this decades ago, or a yeah. decade ago, you know. And uh, what, J- uh, Jizzy Lane, her uh, dad, <laughs> is a Mossad, right? Yep. He's, you know, so there's always been that connection where people thought Epstein was part of Mossad and part of the CIA as well. So there's all those uh, conspiracies that, you know, look pretty possible, um, given... All the weird stuff that's happened around ever since, you know, his first uh, blender with being uh, Epstein. Uh, being well, yeah, a lot of people don't know. Guilty as a yeah, sex a lot of people don't know, or a lot of people don't know. Before like they discovered what was like going on in this island, he was arrested and like found guilty. Palm Beach County. Yeah, Florida. like what was it, 2018 maybe, or 2008 or 2010 or something? Yeah, that was a while it, ago. And 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 the state prosecutor gave him like this cush deal where like he served 13 months of an 18 month sentence. Yeah, and he didn't eat like all like he. It was basically like he had to spend the night in prison. Yeah, and because then, he left and everything. Yeah, he was, he was on house arrest. Yeah, he, he. Well, no, he couldn't go to his house. Oh, okay. he could only go to his office. But mm. what the like? What the fuck is that? This guy's a. <laughs> Like his office is a house, pretty much. Yeah. He, so <laughs> yeah. you know, obviously, with this Kush deal, he was just flying these girls to his office instead of his house. Yeah, there were allegations that he had sexual contact with minors during his fucking when he was uh, right <laughs> serving, serving his, his air quote sentence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it just goes to show you that uh, corruption runs deep. No, oh, yes. Yeah. So again, that doesn't look too good, and the fact that Jesse Lane's been around this whole time. You know, obviously points to people saying guilty and her involvement, her, you know, heavily involvement because I think part of what she's being uh, prosecuted for is grooming. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's like you know, like I said in the or like the the uh, opening statement said, I guess the um, you know they would target these uh, you know girls that were from troubled homes, little money, um, and she would offer them 
money to come and do this thing and then you know tell them hey if you bring your friends you'll get more money yeah it's like and, uh tupperware yeah scheme. right yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> except way worse um debatable so these girls were going to school and you know bringing their friends over and it was just a compounding kind yeah. of thing mm. so little speculation here what do you think is going to happen with this because it's obviously a lot of speculation about like is she going to talk is it going to be people like thrown under the bus like because mm. there's a lot of people who flew on those planes you know Epstein had a including a lot of- Trump yeah, there's a lot of people who... Well, he only um, talks to the staff, so... Right. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think is going to happen with this thing? I think she gets off. Yeah, I do too, unfortunately. Yeah. Really, yeah? Yeah, I think she gets off. Yeah, like we were just talking about before we started recording, the there's a couple really sketchy aspects of this case, especially dealing with, like, who the key players are uh, in the prosecution and, for, and with the judge. Um so the lead prosecutor is assistant U.S. attorney Maureen Comey, who is the daughter of James Comey, the former uh, FBI director, mm. uh, who is, you know, a avid Democrat. He, you know, wore his little Biden shirt um, say, talking about we got to protect democracy during the election. Um, so he's, you know, you clearly know which side he's on here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, you can kind of infer that his daughter uh, feels similarly to him. Um, so there's that, which is kind of sketchy. And then you have the judge. Uh, her name is Allison. Um, I can't find her name here. It's Allison something. But she um, she was promoted or given an appointment to a uh, appellate court position like days before this trial started. So it just kind of like suggests – bribery uh in mm. the form of promotions which is uh not good it's comforting yeah i mean yeah. it's still a jury <laughs> case yeah um so obviously you know in that sense anything can happen uh right but uh judge just has so much uh yeah. influence oh yeah, yeah i mean and a judge can really do anything they want um based within yeah, they the trial throw out evidence and yeah i mean it's really their trial it just you know they, I mean, they can change things so the jury sees certain things, but again, it is the jury's decision. But a lot of things just can happen. I mean, it's weird to think that it's it's just I don't see a world with this where she gets found guilty only because there's so many people. Then you have to look at, like you're saying, Prince Andrew, Trump, uh, you know, Bill Clinton. You know, those are just like what three, four names that are humongous, and. uh you know, people are already looking at them already, but if she gets found guilty, then that's just even more eyes and more truth to what people have been saying. Yeah. And I don't, I just don't see a world where that happens, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, as long as she doesn't oh. say anything or, or really incriminate anybody, then she maybe won't end up hanging herself, right? Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and to snowball back to what Chris said, I remember reading this a, uh, a couple days ago, and I, I just refound it just mm-hmm. looking up this. Maureen Comey um, is responsible or was responsible for the air quotes accidental deletion of the CCTV tapes of Epstein's cell. I don't know. You guys may or may not remember. Oh, yeah. If Jeffrey Epstein, you know, killed himself, air quotes. Um, and it just so happened that both of the guards that were responsible for, you know, keeping a, keeping an eye out for these 
uh, at-risk, um, you know, detention cells. Uh, both of them were nowhere to be found, and the the um, the TV or the the security footage was deleted or or de- destroyed or something to that effect. And uh, apparently, this this Maureen Comey um, is somehow responsible for that. I I'll have to double check this, but. Yeah, I remember, like, I remember I'm not reading sure that. how she was uh, directly linked to that. Yeah, I've been seeing that what, claim everywhere. What position she'd been in to that? Yeah, um, maybe after. But, you, um, you oh, fought. the judge's name is Allison Nathan. By the way, if anybody mm-hmm. wanted to look at the Allison Nathan, um, I'm assuming it's the federal government. But who's prosecuting Ghislaine? The state. Okay. It's, it's the oh, yeah, federal. The state, it's the a federal trial. Oh, so it is okay. assistant attorney general. The U.S. versus. Yeah. Okay, the U.S. versus... Mm-hmm. And yeah. so just by chance, it's James Comey's wife. Or James Comey's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, nothing to see here. Yeah. Just a regular old trial. I mean, it, again, this is like a multiple episode you could do just on the general... And the people have done it, and they've done it well. But you can look at a, you know Prince Andrew. He's done a couple interviews ever since the uh, Epstein <laughs> killed him, you know, killed himself. And yeah. I think even a little before then, and just the things he said, man, it is just weird to think that he had no idea what was going on. Yeah. I think I, he was talking to someone in the maybe BBC and like the reporters, like you can tell she's like, doesn't know how to phrase things. And she's like super worried. And like, she asked him like, why did you go like after he was a committed uh, sex offender? Why'd you go to his house? He's like, well, he's my, f- he was my friend and I'm not just going to bail on him. I'm going to tell him to his face. I'm not his friend anymore. <laughs> then she's like, but then you had a party and you were the guest of honor. He's like, I don't think it was a party. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it was what? like he he made a huge mistake by uh, doing that interview. I think that kind of cemented in everyone's mind that he was, you know, an accomplice to all this stuff because he just he didn't have an answer to all these like the most important questions, like the one that you just mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> where he's just like you know riffing off the top of his head trying to like dig himself out of this hole and uh yeah i don't think uh, yeah and like another thing that kind of stand out me i watched a couple of clips of that interview was like she asked you know like how did you not see anything while this is happening he's like well i'm a prince i'm royalty so you have to remember that people when i'm around them they act differently <laughs> so like he, like his insatiation was like when i'm around people they they don't do like bad things like mm. Like, oh, here's the prince. Don't stop fucking this, like, child. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> Throw the blanket over. <laughs> like, Jeffrey, put your dick away. Yeah. The so, prince is here. It's just, it's just fucking wild, man. <laughs> that, like, he. And not, not only that, there, there's videos of, um, uh, who was that asshole that couldn't, like, turn? He ran for president. He couldn't turn his head. I don't know. He, the, the one that Trump made fun of because he, like, was a prisoner of war. Oh, oh, John uh, McCain. 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 Yeah, wasn't wasn't his, it was it his wife? She was um, she was like head of some anti-trafficking organization. Yeah, yeah. She's on recording saying how they knew about Epstein and what he did years ago, and they couldn't do anything because he was you know quote this is her quote they couldn't do anything because he was Jeffrey Epstein. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like how about you do your fucking job? Like, well, yeah. <laughs> you, is that the same thing as the supposed MSNBC anchor that was like, I had the oh, story? Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Okay, no. that's different. That's so, like, different, yeah. but yeah, she, uh, you know, had a bunch of evidence that this stuff was happening before Cindy it was McCain. public knowledge. Yep. And uh, she, 
yeah, now I'm talking about the reporter, but she, um, yeah, whenever she brought it to MSNBC, they, like, you know, stifled it and didn't let her uh, report on it. Do we want to play the video real quick? Of what? Of this? Uh, Cindy McCain, yeah, yes. All right, just keep talking, because I got to yeah. link this shit. But uh, another thing to bring up that I just kind of thought of really fast, talking about, you know, the so trafficking aspect of all this, is there's a ton of celebrities who are against trafficking, right? Which is great. Awesome. Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, he's the one that comes to mind, right? He has shirts. He's got his own thing going on. But not that I, like, look at Ashton Kutcher's Twitter or even, like, follow him. But has he said anything about Epstein at all? Like, you would think that the biggest, you know, human trafficking, private island, kid fuckery going on, you would at least say something about it. Like, hey, if this is true, this is pretty fucked up at least. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't even know if he said anything. Yeah. Which is just crazy to think that, you know, the celebrities that uh, turn a dime, they they see Rittenhouse, they'll call them white supremacists, but yet they won't call it. So here's here's her video. This is going to cost them something. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It hides in plain sight. Epstein was hiding in plain sight. We all knew about him. We all knew what he was doing. But we had no one that was, no um, uh, legal aspect that would go after him. They were afraid of him. For whatever reason, they were afraid of him. All of a sudden, someone said, B.S., we're not afraid of you anymore and what you're doing. is not only wrong, it's illegal, it's, you know, all those things. Um, it's, it's like a house of cards now. It's going to start tumbling, believe me. And these guys, if they don't leave the country, number one, uh, they're going to get caught. And, they're going, and, and they, not only will they get caught, like but they're going like to be made them. examples of. Yeah, right. And that's exactly what we should be doing uh, with these guys, especially. Um, in my opinion, if, you know, I know there's questions, but uh, Epstein's a chicken shit for doing what he did. <laughs> he should have faced... I, that's, a, that's, a, that's a bold claim coming from the woman who was, like, uh, co-chair of uh, Human Trafficking Council, you know? Yeah. To call him chicken shit, yet you were running Yeah, a... she just admitted that they were too scared to go after him. But... <laughs> yeah, like, okay. Yeah, how can you call... <laughs> Yeah, you're a, you're the co you're the co chair of a human trafficking organization, and you did nothing. Yeah, and you're calling him chicken shit. Yeah, after he's dead. After yeah, he's yeah, dead. after he's dead. Right. Yeah, uh, I don't know if that uh, works. Yeah, go kill yourself. Yeah. That's not great. That's not great. <laughs> it's not good. It's not great. It's not anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. This. Uh, it's, we're not going to say anything that you know we don't already know about this whole. Yeah, I mean, two days you know? in the trial, so yeah, it's still very it's... early. I'm sure we'll have more to talk about in the coming days of the jizz lane. Jizz lane. I love how you put that in the notes too. Jizz dash lane. Yes, it's funny or jizzy lane for short. Yeah, it <laughs> seems like a like a porn star named Jizz Lane. That's what her dad called her. Jizzy yeah. Lane, the Mossad agent. Yeah. Hey. Get over there. Get some information. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So some other shit on here, Chris. You want to? Yeah, I, I know you. You seem to look and looked. You seem to have looked into this. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the um, Fifth Circuit Court shooting down Biden's hundred plus employee vaccine mandate for companies and the. I'll let you just say. Mm-hmm. It. Yeah. So. Um, so I guess OSHA published a uh, the emergency temporary standard on COVID-19 vaccination and testing for private sector workers. And that was what you just said. It was, a, you know, 
any company over a hundred employees had to uh, everybody had to be vaccinated. Uh, so the Fifth Circuit reaffirmed and extended an initial stay, holding that the applicable factors favored a stay of the OSHA's um, ETS. So a stay basically means it's like a temporary hold on this uh, ruling. Uh, it doesn't go into effect yet. Um, so basically in order to rule that, uh, you know, that the applicable factors were met, they have four different criteria that they're looking at. So the first one is that the court ruled that petitioners challenges to the ETS are likely to succeed on the merits. So they think that it's likely that they're going to win, that the people petitioning are going to win. Uh, so that was the first criteria. The second, you know, and you can go into detail on this. Right now I'm looking at the National Law Review uh, titled the article is Appellate Court Halts OSHA's Emergency Temporary Standard Requiring Mandatory COVID-19 Vaccination or Testing. Um, so you can look that up for yourself. But um, and the, when I say ETS, I'm talking about the emergency temporary standard I just talked about. So anyways, the second um, – criteria was uh, they ruled that the petitioners would be irreparably harmed absent a stay. So, you know, if you are forced to get a vaccine and you have some sort of condition that you probably shouldn't be getting a vaccine, like you could be irreparably harmed by it. So that was the second criteria. Uh, The third criteria, the court found that a stay will do OSHA no harm. Um, so their remarks was that any interest OSHA may claim in enforcing an unlawful and likely unconstitutional ETS is illegitimate. Uh, additionally, the court found that any abstract harm to OSHA because of a stay is outweighed by the harms to the individuals and companies in the absence of a stay. Uh, and finally, the fourth condition uh, they found that a stay of the ETS is firmly in the public interest. Um, so the court observed that the mere specter of the ETS has contributed to untold economic upheaval in recent months, uh, from economic uncertainty to workplace strife. Uh, additionally, it found that public interest is served by preserving the constitutional structure and the liberty of individuals to make intensely personal decisions according to their own convictions, even or perhaps particularly when those decisions frustrate government officials. Very well worded, I thought. They're, uh, yeah, if you read this full thing, it's really – they easy make a to very good argument. Right. Mm-hmm. Easy um, to follow. Yeah, so you know that's – uh, you know that's gonna uh, remain in effect until. So basically, it the way it works is there's a lottery system to see which circuit court appeals, oh. and then uh, so the sixth court was selected via the lottery system. And if you look at that map, the sixth court includes a lot of southern states. Um, so uh, I think the fifth court is like Kentucky. It's kind of like mid, like central U.S. area. Yeah, so yeah, here's the map. Here. <clears throat> yeah, fifth court, fifth circuit is Texas. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So that's a good one. To and then be yeah, the sixth with. court is like Kentucky, Tennessee, Illinois, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Indiana and Ohio. So, um, so yeah, it's you know there's a good chance that this court is going to be ruling uh, similarly to the fifth. 
Right, because the it, what the fifth is the fifth is uh, the one who issued the stay, and then the sixth is the one that was appointed to the appeal. And they're and also, if they agree, yeah. then it stays. That's that's it. That's, that's it. It's shot down. It's completely. dead, right? Right. But then if it gets, if the six agrees with the federal government, yeah, then I'm it will not... go to appeal again. And then okay, I think is, that's how it works. Okay, I was that's what I was going to ask. If the uh... I don't know for sure. It just sounds like that's what would happen. Right. And then if the sixth court, because they're already the appeal, it's it can be appealed again. Right. It's first to two. It looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Whoever gets best to three. Which series. I don't. Yeah. I don't really see the sixth court. The Sixth Circuit, uh, okay. No, oh, yeah, they, with the fifth. they kind of merged with the colors there. It was actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just Tennessee, Easier. Kentucky, Ohio, and Michigan. Yeah, mm. yeah. Michigan's wonky, but who yeah, knows? I think Michigan's the only state that's a little bit questionable in there. Uh, yeah, but, but they just had a mass shooting, so they have their hands full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I gotta say, exactly one week ago, Wait, two is, that, is that considered a mass shooting? It was only three people. Yeah, that that's what that's what is. Oh, it's three. Yeah, it's three. Okay, yeah, three. I wasn't sure what the number was. Three or more in one shooting incident. Okay, uh, non-gang related, which I, I don't know why that is a criterion, but yeah, because um, it's a uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because uh... right, because if you remove that criteria, there's a mass shooting every weekend yeah. in Chicago, yeah, right, in Detroit, and, and then and... they have to come to terms with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, they're talking then... about that thing in Chicago, the mutual combat. Oh my god, yeah. that was insane. Yeah. I mean. Dude, that would be sick. A part of me is like, yeah, it's the same, but at the same time, it's like, <laughs> it kind of makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it would if like they weren't driving through like neighborhoods. <laughs> that's each other city, up, that's, right? firing that's the guns. part where you have to yeah. be like, okay, well, that's like, yeah, like, like build an field. arena. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> no, I guess build an arena for the for the gangs to just go and <laughs> I dude, I'm down. Duke it out, I, dude. We could televise it, tax yeah. money, whatever. Well, I mean, I'm not for taxes, I'm not but for yeah, part. I'm not for taxes, but I'm like UFC what. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's yeah. UFC. Who? I think I'm uh, watching Gang Wars tonight, boy. <laughs> I think Super Oregon has that wars. law too. The mutual combat. Like, oh yeah, you can get like fist fights sure at Flo- bars. I'm pretty sure Florida does too. Like, oh yeah, because that happens all the time. Like, there's a fist fight at a bar, and some guy gets knocked out and then hits the ground and, and dies. Dead. That's what always um, happens. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. That's why you don't get in bar fights. So heads up, this is a uh, this was a situation that happened in Detroit. Where did this happen? Chicago, I uh, that I don't remember. I think it's Chicago, but there was there was like a there was pretty much a gang war, war type yeah. thing, and a couple of people got shot, a couple of people died, mm-hmm. but the judges ruled it as mutual mutual combat, huh. and so nobody reject, got prosecuted for it. Yeah, prosecutors reject charges for five suspects involved in deadly Chicago shootout. They cite mutual combat. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking bizarre. Um, speaking of like Chicago, do you guys remember during like the the riots and stuff um whenever there were like there would be riots that would start in like chicago neighborhoods like in you know pretty rough areas and um it was like you know antifa kids that were like dropped off in these areas and then the fucking latin kings would come out and like tell them to get the fuck out of their neighborhood and like threaten. oh really yeah they like started shooting at some antifa kids because they were like trying to burn some shit down (laughs) in their hood and they were like, no, not in our fucking hood. You're not. Yo, how <laughs> retarded do you have to be to go into, like, a gang territory and think that you're going to get away with that? It's like you're not in Oregon anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a perfect example of, like, you know. Yeah, you can't just take over the whole, like, city, like, five city blocks. Yeah, and and, and this goes back to, commune. you know, protecting your community, right? Like, even though they're gangs and they're killing each other every day, it's like, it was my fucking hood. If anyone's well, going to be doing violence, it's me. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's kind of where, like, the mutual combat, like. 
I know some people on the podcast here have talked about it. And like you guys have mentioned, it gets really muddy and slash understandably why you should prosecute them because if they're firing in public, if they're firing in areas where it's likely re- that they reckless, someone, right? Yeah. Reckless would be the word. You right. Use. Because then you're involving people that aren't exactly, mu- you know, it's not mutual to them because they want nothing. No problem. Yeah, yeah. If you go out into the desert and have a duel. I'm down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. not firing guns in cities. Well, yeah. But because you're a bunch of schmucks. And I think that it was like 60 <laughs> shots are fired, so that's like an observant amount. <laughs> that seems like a lot. Yeah, but... That's uh, not great. I mean, realistically, it's only two AR-15 mags. But again, the fact that... I think the people that died were... <laughs> Chris and I can shoot that in like probably four <laughs> seconds each. Were like what? Gang... They were they were part of the gang members yeah, that, that but, died. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, I'm not sure. It, I it, it, I, I'm it. in this weird place where I'm like, I don't really dislike this notion. I dislike that a fact again the fact that it was like an open like a uh road so again if there was people who were not part of this combat possibly being uh put in harm's way you should be charged for that for sure but I don't know I'm kind of like I don't know this is um, kind of interesting that reminds me of the story that I saw recently um uh, like apparently it was back in like the 1800s in Paris uh these two guys got into some sort of altercation and they agreed to have a duel but the way they did it was they went up in hot air balloons and uh like you know count down and then like shoot at each other and so they both tried to shoot at each other's hot air balloons yeah exactly. the first guy missed and then the second guy hit the other guy's hot air balloon and then he went like plummeting to his death <laughs> i was gonna say that's the first thing i would have done yeah uh, i'm that- shooting the balloon bro it's way easier the huge yeah. target yeah i was like how the fuck did that first guy miss dude that's insane <laughs> but uh smooth as fast <laughs> yeah slow as smooth smooth as fast but to get back to the uh the uh, osha thing <laughs> oh yeah that's right yeah <laughs> Sorry. To uh, yeah. So that's that's awesome that the sixth court or the fifth court first denied it, uh, which is awesome. And now again, it's going to be appealed at the sixth. But uh, yeah, I think we even stated that it seemed like this thing would not have any grounds to yeah, run. But now my question is, why did it take so long? I think just the process for whatever reason. You know, government. Why? Why? Government. Did, why, government. Did, why, did, why did Andrew Coffey's case take? four years and Rittenhouse took a year. Why does it take an yeah. hour and a half when you go to the DMV? Yeah. Same Why shit. does my mail never arrive on time? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but uh, It's because no. you're not my mail guy. That's it. But even when we brought this up, you know, we thought, again, this probably wouldn't go through. But I remember us speaking about it. The big thing was that's fine, but all the damage that's going to be happening during the time before it happens, right? Like we saw even before he, after he announced it, which was just an announcement that he's going to do this thing companies were turning around and trying to implement this in immediately without any executive order being put in place. Right. So, and we talked about that, I don't know what episode, but it was like, mm. yeah, this probably yeah. won't go through, but yeah, I think a ton of people were already affected. Yeah, exactly. This. It's um, one of those things. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with that once, you know, if it gets completely struck down, you know, what, are, what recourse do employers have against their, uh, I mean, I guess their companies are just going to argue that they were just following the mandate. So, you know, yeah, it's going to happen. I had there. to give up the juice, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. <Exactly. laughs> Bam. Yeah. Still so, my job. Um, you know what though? If you, if you follow through with this thing already, come on, man. Just call him a cuck. Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Yeah, bunch of cucks. Come on. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think you guys, you guys seen that video recently? I he, I think he's like a Instagram comedian because apparently that's a thing now. Uh, he's like in a wheelchair and he's got some like guy who looks like a Secret Service. He's like pushing him around and he's like quoting Joe Biden. He's like just saying like he's pretending like he's Joe Biden. It's pretty funny. I'm not. He's like, well, you copping the, the, the thing. You know, you know what I'm saying. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying. Come on, man. Um. But I think this kind of leads into a was a hot topic, probably in our only, only in our little circle of liberty people, especially the like Mises Caucus and libertarians, was Florida's uh, Daddy D signed that bill for uh, to stop private companies from uh, mandating vaccines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when did that ha- that happened? Like a little while ago, a week right? and we a half. Done like a episode. Are, yeah, are, are you talking about government contractors? No, it, he did that a while ago, but then he just recently, like maybe two weeks ago. Since I, we I thought that episode. was, I thought that's been a thing. Is there a note in here about that? Yeah, I don't think there's a link. I think I just noted it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he went to Brandon, Florida. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, and yeah, then yeah. he signed stating that I, private companies couldn't. Yeah, I'll pull it yeah, up. I think. What happened was he had already made some sort of order, but this one was specifically directed at the president's uh, executive order or whatever yeah. it was. The governor uh, signed the bill in Brandon, an apparent play on a right-wing anti-Joe Biden meme. Florida <laughs> Governor Ron DeSantis signed several anti-vaccination mandate bills into law Thursday at a Honda dealership in Brandon on the outskirts <laughs> of Tampa. Florida shit ever. In apparent, in apparent tip of the hat to a notorious right-wing anti-Joe Biden meme. We are proud to be able to make a stand for freedom in Brandon, Florida. DeSantis, a potential 2024 Republican presidential candidate, told supporters before he signed the bill. The crowd broke into occasional cheers of Let's Go Brandon during his <laughs> remarks and those of local lawmakers. They're making this all about the Let's Go Brandon. Yeah, yeah. it's like that's kind of beside – like it, it's not besides the point, but it is. Um, I mean he did it in Brandon. Yeah, yeah, the bill the bills were passed Wednesday largely along party lines during a special legislative session that DeSantis had called one imposes fines on employers with vaccination mandates – unless they offer numerous exemptions and the other bars schools from requiring students to be vaccinated or to wear masks. Okay, yeah. DeSantis said he needed to act swiftly to protect workers, blah, blah, blah. Nobody should lose their job because of these COVID jabs. Mandate restrictions are tearing people down. Today we lift people up. It completely pushes back against this belief that some of our leadership put forward that you don't control your body, that your body belongs to Dr. Fauci. Uh, I think he's pretty fair in you know that kind of yeah yeah. I, I think a big, kind of reasoning, right? And a, uh, again, in the big liberty movement, this is a discussion which I think I brought up, a couple of us brought up in the past over certain subjects. Was we agree with what he's doing, but I personally just don't agree with the way it's going about. Right? Like I can yeah. I can be happy this is happening, but at the same time, I'm I can call myself a hypocrite in stating I don't like that. He's using government power to do this because I do believe there should be a clean break between the private sector and the government. Yeah, I think the um, the right way to do it, in my eyes, is not to pass a law to counter the law. It's to say we're nullifying that law and we're not. Yeah, that's it. a better way, right? Yeah, I agree with that. Mm. I totally agree with that. Yeah, I think that's more of like a liberty-minded way of, of mm-hmm. dealing. Yeah, with it's it. like we don't recognize this. I'm not going to make a law that like 
that imposes on companies, but we're not recognizing that. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I totally agree. So this way, uh, mm, I don't know, because then it kind of leaves, does not leave the door open to companies mandating that you get an irreversible medical treatment to be employed by them. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. yeah. I think I think I think I agree with Chris, but I think that's that's probably why he didn't do that is because then people could still be like, okay, I'm glad you nullified it, but we're still going to yeah. do it. Yeah. You know, I would be interested though, like if they weren't covered by some other law, like a like a freedom of, you know, uh, I don't know, some sort of like like not being able to tell people like your uh, you know uh, health like a and things like yeah type yeah I, I, you know it almost seems like you would be. Because, I, I mean, to ask somebody if they've had all these certain you know, vaccines yeah. or this or that, I mean, do you have to tell people that? I don't I don't know. Yeah. Like, even if it's an employee, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, That's it starts across a really, like, blurry line it between, does, yeah. like, like, the right to operate your business as you want, but you're also kind of I, – I guess you're not impeding on people's, like, medical freedom because you have the choice to not work for them. And, you know, obviously if – Enough people aren't in favor of that. You know, the company will have no employees. They'll go out of business. But, like, at the same time, like, are we getting, you know, as I always like to say, are we getting lost in the sauce with this one? Because it's weird because, like, no matter what way you look at it, you know, somebody's rights are getting kind of trampled on. And I guess it kind of comes down to, like, what, what personal freedom is more important your medical freedom or your like your freedom to run your business and I, I guess when you nullify it you're kind of freeing up both of those avenues yeah one of the things yeah, i don't know that's people a weird one for me. always bring up in reference to this mandate and whether or not it's you know justifiable or not people will say that you know oh to well to go to school you always had to have like certain uh right. vaccines you know and you had to prove that you had them well, there was actually always exceptions to every single one of those mm-hmm. vaccines. Every single one of them. You didn't have to have any of those vaccines. Nope, you didn't. Right. You had there were exemptions. Um, whereas in this case, uh, there are no exemptions, and they're trying to cut all avenues to any to having it. Well, yeah, that's exactly. the thing too, right? It's like, okay, sure, these schools said you know you needed X, Y, and Z vaccine to you know come to school, but you know that's just school. Like you could always go to a different school. Where in this case, it's like you now, now the federal government is saying you can't participate in society unless you get right. You what can't we're go telling to the grocery store. Yeah, <laughs> and that's just you know crazy to me. Yeah, but like 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 Chris said, there's exemptions, there's li- religious exemptions, there's health exemptions, there's all these exemptions. Right. But with this thing, it's it's all uh, one size fits all. Yeah. You know, no, I was just problem. saying, even you know, yeah. j- like like looking beyond the exemption idea, it's like yeah. it's 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 bigger than that because it's everything. It's not yeah. just school. Yeah. Yeah, I, one place I come from with a lot of these kind of topics where we might get lost in the sauce, mm-hmm. and I would agree we probably do, but I still think the conversation has to happen because it's possible that if we think about not getting lost in the sauce too much, then maybe we lose our uh, principles and, and along the way during these times, which is understandable because you know we're going through times where you know the federal government's trying to mandate all these things there's government overreach everywhere right now so seeing government overreach to uh combat the government overreach is understandable Mm. but i don't think that means we can't have these conversations because i think having these conversations keeps it alive so when things calm down we don't forget where we came from in a sense because i don't know I, i think a greater thing to you know 
glad this happened in a sense, right? That Governor DeSantis did this because, you know, again, it combats government overreach with government overreach, but still it combats it, right? And the thing that we would see neg- to be negative is this also, you know, for an out- for an outcome I wish to happen, you know, possibly in my lifetime would be to have a less government in my life and most people and everybody's lives, right? Which would mean that as a society, these discussions would have to happen to make changes. And so I think that still needs to happen even with the government overreach, right? Yeah. So, yeah, this is great this happened, but I think this still means that people have to, like, speak up about to their employers who are doing this. And people who don't want it just, you know, it's it, again, it's easy to say leave, but either leave or just don't do it, right? We Or as a community, come together and be like, hey, us on this uh, job, all... 50 of us out of this 200 employees, people are saying, we're not getting it. What are you going to do? Right? Yeah. yeah. I think these discussions still need to happen because in a world where I want to be with, again, within my lifetime, this is what would have to happen to make changes. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's yeah. just like somewhere I come from, like thinking down the line and... Well, no, and that, that's yeah. something we kind of, is, is a reoccurring theme with all of our podcasts is like, you know, build a community, whether it be, you know... 20 30 of you in your office or wherever you work or if it's your neighborhood like you you know it's so important to build these communities because that's where you know you can really you know you know come together as a group and uh, you know uh, with anything you know the more people that voice their opinion the stronger that opinion resonates with the rest of you know whatever you know avenue or whatever uh audience it is that you're speaking to so the best way to do that is by having you and all your friends listen to politics on the rocks mm-hmm. what was that politics on the <laughs> on the socks on my socks politics <laughs> on, my, on my socks what time is it oh yeah it's whiskey hour um <laughs> whiskey wisdom with cam you got whisk, something for us whiskey wisdom with cam so i, I actually <laughs> thought about this today because bookie i know you were going to be a freaking prick and bring this up but <laughs> no, <laughs> no but uh no, I think uh, there's a challenge with this, uh, with uh, DeSantis and and getting lost in the sauce in this conversation that we have pretty We've often. We've been getting a lo- us lost in a lot of his sauce. You know what, though? <laughs> you know what? I, you know, Bookie's, Bookie's good for bringing this stuff up, though, because if we're going to talk about being principled and everything, it's, 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 it's super fair that we have these conversations mm-hmm. and be principled when, you know, when it doesn't, when we like what we see. But we still also have to hold our principles. Ex- right. Exactly. And, and if we don't, we're just like every other, you know, BS that we see on the news mm-hmm. and yeah. on, you know, CNN and Fox News, whatever. Um, however, however, the challenge is with this type of thing is, you know, you have, you have to allow sort of DeSantis to sort of play the game. Mm-hmm. You know, as the game, as the, like, as the game is, as the board game is laid out and the chips are, chips are out, like, you have to allow him to play and make the next move because if he doesn't, like, you know what I'm saying? It, it gets very complicated because, like, there, there's instructions on how this game is played and it's already set and you have to kind of, like, allow him to play the game and the best way for him to do that is, unfortunately... Right, I mean, this is not something that we're particularly. Hey, fix your mic real quick. You sound a little off. Oh, sorry. Oh, Just, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, now, now pull it over. I'm too. a little sideways. Yeah, um, much better. But the the best way to like, I think, play the game is 
to to play it, you know. And and, mm-hmm. and if it is, if it means passing a law and saying no, you can't do this. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Well, yeah, and then that. Not sorry, I knew you were no, about to talk. Um, that, no, that's a good point because not you know interrupt. we yeah not not to interrupt you, but no, that's a good point because you know at 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 the end of the day you have to remember that DeSantis is a politician and like like that's you right. said like you said multiple times he's just playing the game. I think from a politician standpoint, keeping liberty minded approaches in mind. You know, just to reinforce what you're saying, he is playing, you know, the, the better game in, in regards to liberty minded, you know, kind of approach to it. But, you know, like you said, he still needs to play that game. Yeah. And I, I, I had no real point. I just, I, yeah. I just wanted to kind of just there, reiterate what you were saying. There's yeah. actually been kind of like a, a pretty big rift in the Libertarian Party involving this exact topic that we're talking about right now. Well, not the Libertarian Party, the Libertarian, I guess just just between libertarian people, um, and you know some of them think more like DeSantis, where uh, uh, where they say we need to basically wield power to bring about liberty, mm-hmm. um, and then others say you know well you know that's what makes us libertarian is that we aren't going to wield power to force other people to do what we want to do. Right. Yeah. Um, so and I think there's. You know, good points on both sides. I think you know the more principled answer is definitely uh, the second. Uh, say, you know, saying that wielding power to force other people to do what you want to do is wrong, regardless of if it comes out to like a good outcome or not. But I'm certainly not going to speak against what DeSantis is doing and like put it down because what he's doing is is. Uh, Protecting it's, people's medical freedom, it's, right? It's lending more towards liberty than it is the other. Right, exactly. Object. The other authoritarian approach is going to lead to much bigger loss of liberty than right. the authoritarian approach that DeSantis yeah. is using. And I guess you know, and you said that really well, Chris. And I think that's that was kind of my point. Is like the more principled approach here. Yeah, I don't want to say what you just said, but yeah. No, I think you said it well. I don't need to say anything else. <laughs> yeah, well, no, yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, instead of getting lost in the sauce and bringing up like, oh, well, this and well, that, oh, well, this. and th-. It's like, enjoy enjoy the win. You know what I mean? Like, enjoy right. the win, but, you know, don't, like obviously don't let up on the gas. You know, push, continue to push. But this is, uh, I think, I think uh, moving the needle in the right direction. And also, we're, we're judging him like he's a libertarian candidate exactly. yeah he's, he's a not. republican right he's, he's not a republican. yeah he's not so yeah. like you know if we elected this guy into office from a like a libertarian oh, i'm sure we would have our gripes yeah i mean we'd be like whoa you should what are you doing you should have done it this way you know why mm-hmm. are you not you know but he's not so we have to be okay i guess with the person we have uh it's worth pointing out i i don't it, i'm pretty sure we've had an episode since the the, the uh con, con or the um what the fuck election just happened? Oh, with congressional with Nick, huh? you know what I'm talking about the election that just happened. Oh yeah, all the, of yeah. the council. A lot of libertarians. What was that? A lot of libertarians won some like big seats in a lot of areas. Yeah, so yeah. that's I, that's that's pretty cool. I I, mm-hmm. I don't have all of them in front of me, but I think it's just worth pointing out. Yeah, and and, uh, and a lot of like the Mises caucus strategy is like winning these like small time elections, local elections, local yeah. local elections. You know. 
Which I think is awesome. Yeah, I think because that's when they that's, that's where they can that's, win. That's where they can win and that's yeah. where it matters. And that's yeah. yeah, that's where you can affect the most change in your community. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and also it's just more realistic that you can actually win. Whereas on a, like a federal election, you're probably not gonna win. Yeah, you're gonna key. get more attention, you might be able to get your message out more effectively, but you're yeah. not gonna win. No, it's yeah. not gonna happen. No, you're not gonna win. But yeah, uh, you know, you're right about that. But because but, these are these are um uh, what is it? Nonpartisan elections, you know. So mm-hmm. like, it doesn't. You know, you say a couple things that people like, and they're about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. How about that guy, the fucking truck driver who spent like two hundred dollars? One. One. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. pretty cool. Um. Oh, what about these uh these COVID numbers right now? Yeah, dude. I I seen that in the notes, and I I check it. Open up that map. I I wish we had you know video on. Is our... this the map here? Uh, yeah, it's if you scroll down. This map shows a rolling average of daily cases for the past week. This is the best sign of hotspots. Our experts monitor this seven-day average instead of new cases, especially since local health departments have shifted their focus to vaccine the, reporting and no longer report cases uh, case counts every 24 hours. The cool thing about this map is you can hover over the states and it tells you yeah. what the approximate fully and vaccinated guess, percentage is. And guess, oh wow, yeah, and guess who has the lowest uh, case uh, Texas per 100,000? Florida. Florida and Texas. The two states that have been demonized all summer in the media. Right. But if you hover over the states, it tells you the approximate number of fully vaccinated. Yeah, Florida and it's 61%. Like, Texas is below 50%. Um, and, and look at that. All these northeastern states are New between Jersey. like 60 and 70. Right. New Jersey per 100,000 people, 24.3. Uh, these are positive cases, right? Yeah. Daily positive cases per 100,000. New Jersey has 24.3. Their fully vaccinated population is 67.5. Florida is four in every 100,000 and they're 61% vaccinated. Mm. Um, I, you know, I know that's obviously not the most accurate comparison because of things like uh population density and stuff like that but but i mean really and you know we're not saying you know that the vaccine is causing (laughs) outbreaks or anything like that the uh, the point is just like this is a seasonal thing yeah and it goes in it comes and goes in waves and we've kind of uh we've kind of seen that it kind of flip-flops between the north and south of the u.s right like the Whenever the north is in a spike, the south isn't. And when the south is in a spike, the north isn't. It's kind of the way it's been going. Right. Uh, but it's yeah, whenever just... the south is in a spike, though, the media is in an absolute frenzy about it. And then when the north is in a spike, they just don't talk about it. Yeah. Oh, what is this one? Total cases for the United States. Ooh, Florida still got. That's f- since but the that's beginning. Also, yeah, right. And Florida has, what, the third highest population yeah. in the state, in what the country? That, so Utah up there? Damn. <laughs> So that must be like as a percentage of the total population. And I I know we brought this up in the the past uh, episodes with, you know, during July, you know, Florida is going through that humongous spike. And, you know, we pointed out that, again, like Chris said, you know, it seems COVID goes in waves, you know, seasonal waves for whatever reason, like you stated, when Florida has got its numbers going up like we did in July, everybody else is kind of floating down. But, uh, you know... You can say that and be like, oh, well, still, whatever, whatever, Florida vaccination rates or Florida mass. But at the end of the day, everybody's getting these same waves. Mm-hmm. And to state that, you know, if Florida was such a terrible place because we don't have these mandates installed, then wouldn't our wave just last longer? 
Mm-hmm. Like the wave thing wouldn't be in a uh, reality. This has got to be a glitch right here. Fatality rate has been the same for the past year. That can't be right, right? No way. Um, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, but what we're looking at right now is the Mayo Clinic dot org coronavirus yeah. uh we have a li- we have yeah. a link tree right we'll put we'll drop this in the link tree yeah we i feel like we've said that so many times yeah we, we never, never do <laughs> so don't expect it to be actually be in the link tree well that, if that if one person is, we'll that checks it. the link tree yeah <laughs> it's like those bastards lied to me again <laughs> um, wait real quick just scroll who's the least vaccinated state oh dude how the fuck I am i gonna do that I texas, texas. 54.5 no, or no actually it's louisiana yeah, nevada's it's, lower it's one of those southeast states Forty-seven, um, I think, was Louisiana. Mississippi, 50, forty-six, Mississippi. That's at forty-six is Alabama. Yeah, all the southeast, the deep south is below fifty for the most part. Yeah, I don't see anywhere. Oh, fifty-one. Yeah. Oh, 40, uh, 46 is the lowest I've wait, seen. Wait, wasn't that forty-five somewhere? Was that Mon- where? Was Mid- that Idaho? Midwest? Or no, that was uh, to the left. Forty-five, Wyoming. Yeah, Wyoming. Forty-five. I mean, bro, like, bunch literally of chads one person out there. every ten miles. <laughs> yeah, I was about to yeah. say, but you don't see anybody. Yeah, but they that was per, the point. per hundred thousand people, they're pretty high. Sixty-one point four. I mean, a lot higher than we are. We're four, mm-hmm. Florida. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it just goes to show that there's really no. Um, discernible trend. Yeah, as exactly. Far as like right. vaccine vaccines rates and uh, like mask wearing rates. That's it. There's no discernible trend as to whether you get more COVID cases or less based right. on whether you vaccinate or don't or wear a mask or don't. But every time that a state that doesn't vaccinate as much or doesn't wear masks as much has a high rate, it's it's all highlighted. over the place, right? And highlighted as oh, forty one percent West Virginia, but it's not. There's just no trend. right, and and this is this is something that, um, uh, did it. Tom Woods brought up like six months into this. Yeah, he had that huge event where l- literally all he did was just showed numbers and explained what what you're what you were looking at, and yeah. and he still he has said the that exact same quiz. thing. He still has that quiz up where you can like yeah. um, you can they'll give you a graph of a random state. And they'll say, take a guess as to where the mass mandate came right. into effect. And it's always just before it ramps, right? Right. Most right. of the time it is. But, yeah. you know, at the same time, this is the, the same time that, you know, the, the air quotes seasonal spike reaches. So it's right. like, you know, we're, we're, but we're if obviously. If it worked, you would see a, you know, exactly. a difference in Florida and right. in New York. And that's the point he was driving home, you know? Yeah. You'd see a difference at the, whenever it ramps up. Yes. Uh, as the rate of positive cases, which you and don't. Right, right. another thing to point out too is people will point to studies and tests that have been done where you know masks you know have a significant effect, and you know you can somewhat debate that, which is fine. But something you have to come to grips with is reality, right? And like you guys are stating, it seems in the real world, in reality, when put into a, a real applicable state, masks have no significant effect on the spread of the virus yeah so like what i'm trying to say here is that yeah if masks worn perfectly uh done to the t as it's supposed to be done yeah they probably would have a significant effect on how the virus is spread but in real life situations that just cannot be replicated thus annulling the fact that masks work um which just means like why are we still like again we're not masking really here in florida anymore 
but I know it's we a We never big, really did. I mean, I, we, at we, least... We did for a couple months. It was a big thing. Here? Yeah. I didn't notice it. That's just... Maybe just... Yeah, it was me. a big thing. <laughs> but, you know, obviously yeah, we had the big, the big spat with, like, the Inver County... Uh, it's cool. Well, you just never yeah, wore it, Nick. Masking yeah, the kids. fuck that mask. I ain't wearing that shit. <laughs> but like the fuck, you got me fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's just it's just something that for people to think about is, yeah, something might look perfect on paper, but if you can't replicate it in reality, it, what the fuck? It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like what what does that even mean? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean these tests are all done in like you know medical settings, lab settings, vacuums, uh, essentially medical settings where you know. Trained professionals are using masks like you're supposed to use a mask. Right, changing not, them every thirty minutes. Yeah, not like a five year old in a at school picking their nose and like you know. Well, you know, and and, and from what I can tell, you, you didn't really get any t- uh, like test results from masks. They just said you need to wear them. Did anybody say like? Here's the effectivity rate, and, this no, and that. you didn't get there, any of that with masks. Yeah, Did there's you? like a few studies, but mm-hmm. like I said, all of them are. Like specifically directed at in a medical setting, doesn't yeah. matter. Right, which is mask wh- what is zero people are doing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. everybody's yeah. wearing a freaking, you know, paper cloth uh, underwear neck on their choker face. thing on their neck, yeah, on gators. their face, yeah, yeah, gators and stuff. And <laughs> I'm like, All right, but even yeah. if you're wearing like a like a medical mask, I mean, if you if you're wearing like the same mask, like. Over and over again, that just yeah. totally negates it. Or if you're doing like, anything like walking, like it becomes hard to breathe, and like people take it off, you know, every chance they get. It yeah. reminds me of that video that uh, it was like a city council meeting, and I think you sent it to me, Chris. And this woman, she's got her mask on, and she's going on and on about how, excuse me, how uh, you know we need to, you know, what whatever. I, I think it was a school district thing, anyway. She was going on and on about how we need to be wearing masks, this and that, and she's like, like borderline about to faint as she's like, "You remember <laughs> yeah. that video? Yeah, yeah, that was like towards the beginning. Of yeah, the it pandemic. was a long time she ago. She literally was, like, she's like, yeah, it was, it was know, funny to watch. I'm I don't like, know if she about had to pass like a, the fuck out. I don't know if it was like because of the mask or she like had a legit panic attack. Yeah, yeah, I guess it could have been either one. Bro. But I'm, I'm I'm sure wearing a mask while you're having a panic attack is not <laughs> you know, in, inductive hey. of having a, you know, a good outcome. What about the dude with the fish tank on his head at uh, 2J's? Uh. <laughs> we were at 2J's, we were like walking out. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that uh, guy, yeah, yeah. This dude looked like he was going scuba diving. He had you, this, like, you know what, you know like the full face respirators that like some painter, like car painters will wear because yeah. like you can absorb the, you know, the fumes and shit through your skin. Yeah. This guy had one of those on in public, bro. Yeah. Like, it, like legit filters, like, <laughs> this yeah, guy, like I, CBRN I, filters I, and everything. He's committed. I was like, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd rather that guy be wearing that and like tell me he'd wear a mask. Well, exactly. That's the, it, then, like someone wearing a handkerchief, right? Right, and that's that's exactly what me and Cam we like. We walked down, we both turned to each other, like, "Hey, at least he's doing something that's like, that's probably pretty fucking <laughs> certain that he's not getting." Yeah, yeah bro, because like, then when he took it off, he was, he was like, oh, he was drenched in sweat." Dude, the guy's like just pouring sweat yeah. down. Yeah. You you said you've had yeah, encounters yeah, with this yeah, guy, that, right? Yeah, that guy's the nutcase. Yeah, but, but did he cover his anal cavity? Uh, oh, good point. I don't know. <laughs> I'll ask, if you see him again, anus. I'll ask him. Should I, I just, ask him? No, just walk up next to him and just rip his shorts off and be like, let me see that butt. <laughs> let me see that anus, Let me brother. see that butt. You got a leaky crevice in here. Chocolate starfish. You're like, bro, you got loose You got loose holes. <laughs> hey, bro, I should definitely text the family chat and tell them I had COVID, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> be funny. Well, you should, you do, a, be funny? You should do it on air. Just do it right now. You want me to do it right happens. now? Yeah. yeah. 
All right, I'm going to do it. Call okay. Uncle and Craig. And tell them that uh, Emily gave it to you. Yeah, we, we had a... Uh, Look at this, guys, dot, dot, dot. We had a lot of family in town. I tested for COVID. And if anybody knows... Dot, dot, dot. If anybody knows Nick by listening to this dot, podcast, dot, dot. you know that, like... Just he, wait a couple minutes and then say, for chlamydia. No, 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 I'm, I'm going to do that. Uh, psych, got him. <laughs> got him. If, if anybody knows Nick, he knows he likes to stir the pot. You like yeah. to stir the pot, bro. Do I? I'm yeah. A, I, I guess I am a pot stir. You like to stir the pot. Uh, just a I mean, little bit. Just a little bit. I mean, if you find a good like situation, you'll, you'll stir the pot. And if you find a good pot, you'll stir. And need stir. All right. So, so the only reason I didn't <laughs> wait for them to all start tripping is because I uh, Grandpa's now in this. He's in this. Channel. Oh. <laughs> and Kathy texted before it got off. Nice. Wait. What do you mean? It already happened. Yeah. I said, guys. All right. So just a little precursor. Um. Wednesday, the day before uh, Thanksgiving, obviously, um, we were all at my grandfather's house, and I did not feel well. <laughs> Look at my mom's. Re- <laughs> my mom goes, "You would never test." <laughs> That's accurate. Uh, anyway, so Wednesday, we were at my grandfather's house, and I, I don't know what that. I don't know what it was. Like I felt completely fine. I just had a blistering headache, and like it, it felt like an, an allergy thing, honestly, and. It turns out all you needed was an enema. No, well, I hadn't drank whiskey in a couple of days, so I think I was having withdrawals now that I'm <laughs> thinking about it. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, so Wednesday we were at my grandfather's and I just I just was not feeling good and you know, all of my aunts from the northeast were down and they were all freaking out. They're like, Stay away from grandpa, stay away. And then Thursday, kind of the same thing, Thanksgiving, I ended up like falling asleep at my aunt's for like an hour and a half or two hours, whatever it was. And then, you know, they're all giving me shit. So, you know, just for fun, I decided to text the group chat uh, that, I, that I tested positive. <laughs> uh, and my mom texts back, you would, you would never test. I said, accurate. She goes, are you sick? Uh, uh, I got a, I'm going to say, I got a sickness for the thickness. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to do uh, peaches, the peach emoji. Oh, God. Uh, uh, your family loves you, Nick. No, oh. they fucking hate me. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no, they love you. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting for Uncle your Craig. Uncle, your Uncle Craig's probably laughing his ass. I'm waiting for Uncle Craig to text me and be like, "You're such an asshole." <laughs> uh, uh. Before I texted the the headline that Chris Cuomo was suspended from CNN, I said, "Oh, the COVID sweetheart," because <laughs> you know they're all they all love those guys. But uh, anyway, maybe to end this off with uh, since we're on the forbidden topic of COVID once again. COVID episode is uh, the Omicron, Omicron, the, tran- the Transformer Very variant. Om- it's Omicron. <laughs> uh, I am Omicron. Yeah, there's no N. It's no, o- it, Omicron. It's Omicron. Um, I'm Omicron. Om- Omicron. Omicron. Uh, it's it's crazy that we're going to be almost two years into this in a couple months. Oh God! And the fact that this variant was found February, right? February. Between. Yeah. And the people. So this variant was found, not necessarily that it originated but it was found in south africa look at cnn with this fucking like straight up fear mongering omicron coronavirus variant puts world on edge oh and the people just like the delta variant did right (laughs) what the fuck ever happened with that and the uh the, the doctors in South Africa are reporting that they're seeing very mild cases of people. Yeah, have people that. are getting like the squirts for a day. Yeah, and it's also over. I have the, that normally. Uh, so yeah. the original notice said that the first four people that they detected this variant in were all fully vaccinated. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Not only that, like to to like you're you're like you're re- you really mean to tell me that like 
it hasn't hit here yet. Like somebody here hasn't had the Omicron variant already. Yeah. Like get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, I mean, we, we, <laughs> yeah. we all saw Transformers. They live among us. So. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you know, it's 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 They're funny cute. because I remember you know a lot of the air quote conspiracy theorists saying this within like six or seven months of this all starting that the variants would never end and the boosters would never end. Here we are two years later. We're on mm. the third booster talking about the fourth and we're on yeah, what the, the fifth so, variant now. Uh, Candace Owens, not to, you know, give her so much. No, credit, but she did but have a good tweet. She recently. had a great tweet. It was like the experts told you that it would be over in two weeks and that, you know, all you had to do was get vaccinated and it would be over. The conspiracy theorists told you it would never end and that they would continue rolling out <laughs> fucking variants until the end of time. Like, who do you believe now? <laughs> like who was right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that was, uh, I, I'm not particularly a huge fan of, uh, Candace Owen. She's also pushing the Let's Go Brandon coin lately, and it's been like really pissing <laughs> What, is that a off. crypto? Yeah. Oh, oh, that would be. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna hop on that, cause I think that'll probably blow up, cause Dude, a lot I mean, of conservatives the first, are retarded. The first couple days, it like popped off, like it went up like five Are you in it? You no. in it? No. <laughs> but the first couple days, like you could have made Bro, you can't go to a gas station without seeing that little Biden. No, I did this, I Joe did Biden. I They're it. everywhere, man. Yeah, Every, especially yeah, especially here. Great. They're really everywhere. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've seen a couple where someone peeled it off, but you can still see the outline. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dirt sure. line. I, I like I like the gas stations that are like, if you touch this, like you're gonna be charged. Like we're gonna come after you for vandalism. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen one of those. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. That's, 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 oh, that's funny. But uh, I was listening to uh, our Lord and Savior, Tim Dillon, and uh, he, he was talking about the Omnicron. Blessed be thy name. And he was kind of like talking Gospel. about it, and he said uh, he thinks this will be the last variant that they discuss. Oh, yeah. And I, so. I think I kind of might agree with him. Because if we're going... I think they're seeing that it's not working People anymore. are just clowning it yeah, at this th- point. I mean, at this, again, like you guys say, they're clowning on him at this point. It's going to be two years, February, and then... Uh, once everything, like, in another season, when another variant may pop up, to think that people are going to even think that this is an appropriate reaction is, I think, crazy to think of. Yeah. It almost seems like this is one of those things where they, like, roll out to see what happens. Like, this is the last, the last yeah. hurrah. This is, like, the last test. Like, how much longer will people deal with this nonsense? Like, here's the Omnicron. This is the Transformer variant. Yeah. Let's see what happens here. They put it out, and everybody's like, this is a joke. Yeah. This is like the, the yeah. scariest part. Custard going over the mountain thinking he's going to win. The, scari- <laughs> the yeah. scariest part about all this, though, is it gave a lot of really undi- undesirable people a lot of really good information about how much we will actually take. You no, know no, that's I mean? true. That's super true. And, you know, uh, uh, appara- I mean, I, I, I still need to look into it. Maybe, maybe we'll cover this next episode. But apparently there's like insane insane protests going on in australia yeah. austria and there was a third that i can't remember seeing and it's just not being reported in italy, on for obvious yeah, italy it was like venice or something. italy wow I mean, yeah. that surprises me because italy was like all on board with the whole yeah, like, not lockdown anymore. shit for a long time well because it's like 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 you just said we're come we're approaching on two years of doing the exact same thing and we're not out of the wood like yeah. we're not out of this yet so no like why are we still following this Nonsense. This, this um, this model that obviously doesn't work. Right. And it's yeah. because it's it's it, it's always the same excuse. It's like, oh, it's those, the you know the the the, the half of the people that didn't want to you know didn't didn't follow the rules. It's it's 
Now it's if, never it's never that it just didn't work. It's yeah. that people didn't follow it. I mean, if this continues, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be going from it's the forty percent that aren't vaccinated to it's the the fifty percent that don't have their fifth booster shot. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, and and that's another thing. Like you know, from our perspective, none of us here are vaccinated, right? Don't talk. Don't ask me about my personal information. Shut yeah. the fuck up. None of us business. here are vaccinated. If we, all right, all right, Fauci over there. If, if if we did, if we did decide to like get vaccinated, we would never be able to catch up. We would always be unvaccinated by right. the CDC and uh, the WHO standard, right? How silly is that? Yeah, like we we could literally like get the, and we could get the first one, get the second one. By the time we're eligible for the third one, they're gonna have a fourth one. By the time we get the fourth one, they're gonna have a fifth one. So like what? If you're not vaccinated uh, at this point, what the fuck is the point? You're never going to be fully vaccinated. Do you think if they put a Viagra substance in these vaccines, they would have gotten more people, men vaccinated? Well, you've seen that brothel in uh, yeah, I saw a- that. Amsterdam, was it? I don't know where it there was. There was a brothel that, that was saying they're like going to give out free sex to <laughs> like, people who are, who got the vaccine. Be vaccinated oh, in a second. But- <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like, shit, bitch. Since I don't know. That vaccine looking mighty good right about now. <laughs> Since you mentioned that, did you guys see in Germany, like for, uh, what is it, assisted suicide? They said you have to be vaccinated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you just Euthanasia? posted about that, right? The Euthanasia yeah. post. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Just imagine like the the black market euthanasian market goes up and it's just like people shooting people in the head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that was something that um uh I was like Im- not imp- not impressed, but I was like surprised to see at the VNA how they like didn't really give a fuck once you were in the room. What? Oh, oh, you know what I mean? yeah. You kept looking at me. I'm like, "What what are we talking about?" Here? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. They didn't they didn't ask about that at all. Yeah. But I mean, so right, I mean, you I, I guess we'll just explain real quick. Yeah. So uh, Cameron and I's grandmother passed away recently, and she was in hospice for three days. Yeah, about three. Three yeah. days, and uh, you know the rule was like you couldn't have more four, more than four people in the room, and you know they say you're supposed to wear your mask, but like we had a fucking party in there. Basically, we had like yeah. twelve people in there unmasked, and yeah, like, our they never really too big gave for a that. shit. Yeah. The next day they did. They were like, hey, you know, like we were pushing the rules, but like you guys need to chill out. Yeah, so they didn't like, give a shit. Like, if you were in the room without a mask, they didn't say nothing to you. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, it's hospice. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're on your way out. Like, the, what? The sick exactly. person there is like literally dying. Right. So, like, them yeah. getting COVID would probably be best case scenario. Yeah. <laughs> not like, not to be morbid about it, but. Right. Right. Yeah. No, if anything, that's where COVID should be spread. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree with you. At yeah. All, you have really. such a, you have such a way with words, bro. Thank you. Yeah. And on that note, yeah. <laughs> yeah. is that it? We're done. This is uh, this is definitely the hour, <laughs> the the, cum- the Kumo hour. What? What I say? No, him. Oh, all right. You ain't gas, bro. All right. Thank you for joining us. Until next week. I'll be right there in her back She got my name tattooed where the sun don't shine. Saw you looking when she walked in with me. I don't blame you, she's a hell of a girl now I know how you feel, it ain't no big deal I'm the luckiest man in the world She gets me high as a Georgia pine Wild as a musky dyed line Hotter than the deep south summertime Yes, everybody knows
beat man. 